What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish, the king of kings, the king of content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world. AKA Mr. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Black Moses and EWF and CGA, which is every woman's fantasy, and see God Allah and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. We are back in here with a fantastic show, The Secret Double Lives of Wives Exposed. And we're going to give you some stories that you're familiar with and maybe one or two that you've never heard before. But we got some updates that we want to give you as well. Follow-up stories of some things that we reported earlier in this particular month. And maybe uh, in the past, you might have missed a lot of these stories. And we got a great straggle of Sniggle Theater. We got Karen's snapping on the internet. Mm. All right. Using their emotional terrorism to cry and go crazy. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. All right. And so anyway, man, this is the best edutainment on YouTube. Do me a favor. Subscribe to this channel. Go ahead and hit the like button or the dislike button. I really don't care. They don't even show it anymore. And I never check those kind of analytics anyway. I just do my show. And this is the greatest content on turf and on earth. And we back in here. Look, man, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that should be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious CG A channel, order. the Notorious CGA channel. And I got to go ahead and get that PayPal information to y'all. All right. That PayPal information, man, this is going to be another one of those episodes where we give you the info where you normally won't get it. And of course, since men have short memories, you guys don't have the capacity to remember dastardly deeds done by women of course and their disingenuous nature in this relationship marketplace and their violation of the social contract all right i'm here to keep a daily uh daily operation of tallying up the score to keep score out here so we're going to teach you about some wives that were married but they cannot relieve themselves from these streets in these streets all right and some of these are wives some of these are girlfriends but that's what the basis is going to be here anyway let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, hold on for a second. Did I pin that to the top of the live chat? I did. All right, my assistant is lacking, and we kicking it. Albert Wesker says, all women live double lives. Most just don't get caught. And shout out to the good girls out here, Albert, as you're mentioning right here. CGA, what about the good girls? You're always talking about the straggle daggles. Well, that's not true. All right, that's not true. But we talk about what tends to happen is, the good girls are just bad girls who have not been caught. That's all. The good girls are the bad girls who haven't been caught yet. That's all. And you know this. And you know this. The amount of good girls out here. Yeah. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, shout out to the good girls who've never been caught. Shout out to Daniel McGee says, you were cutting up on kick yesterday. Free agent lifestyle for life. Who saw me on kick yesterday? <laughs> All right. We had a record group over on kick. I mean, my first kick episode had well over a thousand concurrent viewers. I mean, actually, that was the peak viewership. We had a thousand people come in after the after show. And if you actually wanted to know when I'm doing it again, possibly on Thursday, 
Thursday after show, we went for about 45 minutes and we had the reason. One of the reasons why I cut out early was because they were after me already. They was freezing me up over there. Right. They were going crazy. So um, the kick was crazy over one K on the initial kick after party kickoff. I appreciate everybody that came over there. And uh, yes, um, we're going to get get it all set up. It didn't work for you. Couldn't get in. Uh Oh. The dictator said, uh, who told you to be scared of that belly deli? Who scared you to told you to be scared of that belly? Rational rationality says got jiggy with Miss Piggy and did find barbecue in there off Kelsey in the creeks and crevices. It's barbecue. in And there. I should, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't let you guys know that it is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Gordita. Oh, we got a special Gordita for you today. We got a special Gordita today, and I got to make sure you guys know, man, I'm not about promoting specific Gordita's pages because, you know, that that's kind of what Fresh and, Fresh and Fit were being accused of or or what's happening is they said uh, Fresh and Fit were feature girls, and then they would talk shit about the girls, but then the girls would get followers and and, and social media uh, boosts because um, of their appearances. I, I think you follow the story. I think Abban Preach covered that. And um, I'm well aware of the power and reach that I have. I mean, if you look at my playbacks on my live streams, 21K, 20K is the average, maybe a little bit more. Um, and then if I do an edit of these things, they get playback 10K, some, sometimes up to 50K. All right. And I realize the power and I'm someone who don't I don't promote people for free. All right. Um, especially when it comes to women. So, yes, I do feature some women here, but I'm not going to build their followership over here without them. Uh, kicking me some sponsor money. All right. So I know a lot of people want to see the same people over and over again. Um, and I'm aware of that. And some people do track these people down and say, hey, here's their page. Show her. I'm not going to do that. All right. So uh, she ain't paying me no money. Bish, she going to go broke. All right. Listen, bitch better have my money. All right. Bitch better have my money. I know what I know what it is around here. And I realize the power. And, uh, you know, if Fresh and Fit is getting the cut of these girls money, that's smart business. All right. But um, in case they don't, you know, that's not good business. Let me get over to some PayPal's here. Bitch better have my money. I'm not promoting no damn people. So y'all can run over there and go simp, <laughs> go simp for them. Uh, let's see here. What do we got here? We do have. Uh, let me see. There was a Venmo I wanted to acknowledge. This is James E. Cornette. He says, I think I'm done with Vegas coach. He says, if you choose between renting a townhome in Malibu or Calabasas, which would you choose and why? I believe Vegas is cheaper for a reason. Yeah, the hard water, the dry heat will age you fast. Shout out to these uh, weather-beaten desert rats out here. And he says, the girls are ugly as F. I'm with you. And this came in last night when we were going around the world. And I, yeah, yeah. Um, Mal I would choose Calabasas over Malibu. But Calabasas is not the old Calabasas, unfortunately. But Malibu is kind of like you're off on an island and it's hard to get in. There's one way in, one way out, really. I mean, other than the uh, Canaan and Canaan Road. And, you know, I, I just couldn't live like that either. But by the way, man, um, uh, yes, Vegas is cheap for a reason. All right. The women are so much so so far more uglier than California. And growing up in California, growing up in California, I actually realized that I've been spoiled in terms of attractiveness. And just to be fair, California women aren't as real as you would perceive them to be so the beauty is manufactured so be careful about how we measure women i'm very much a person that likes to really 
have an understanding of what women really look like. So if you grow up in Southern California and you move somewhere else, everybody's going to be ugly. However, there's a lot of fake ass women in California, a lot. So be careful. Be careful with that. All right. So anyway, shout out to Eugene says XXs don't have beef with men. Their beef is with God. He says, you know who else shares the same sentiment? Satan Natas is in the building. Indeed, the beef was with God. So XXs and Satan share some commonalities. It seems interesting. And of course, Satan also represents the serpent taking away. Um, the, the thing about this story about Adam and Eve, just to be brief with you, it shows you that this constant competition with men, this constant jealousy in men is steep within the fabric of women. And of course, they air out these competitive issues with men all the time. And it's easy for them to be deceived because they have certain weak, inherent weaknesses that we don't have. And thus, they are easily misled by someone with ill intent to tell them they can equalize themselves with men. Well, you might be able to equalize yourself with men, but not with CGA, all right? Because you ain't near my level. I don't care how many corporate jobs and desks and fake offices you sit behind. You ain't never going to be equal to the likes of I because he is I and I am him, all right? Uh, listen, your corporate job does not equalize yourself with me, all right? That's what it is, and we need to know that from the beginning if you want to know, all right? But there's no competition. You need to take that up with the Lord himself. New, 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 new world order. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, uh, the, the history of the world has been steeped in women being misled that they can equalize themselves with the power of men, even though women are attracted to powerful men. Men aren't attracted to powerful women at all. Inherently, we don't have that same attraction. So when women say, well, I have a degree and a job and I have this and that and I work my way up, men aren't attracted to that as a as a necessity. Now, we could new, we could use it, but as a necessity, no. But vice versa, it absolutely applies. Women are attracted to that. So thus, their problem is their jealousy of the nature of the laws of the order of the Lord uh, makes them believe that if they become us, they can be more powerful or equalize themselves with us. And they do every other fake way to equalize themselves. And there's real no equality. There's no, there's none. And then they become slaves. They become slaves as a result. And this is the deal you make with the devil. Okay, you could talk about how women in the workplace and this promotion of feminism was a deceptive move and it was a fake equalization. And the devil has come back for the receipt with the receipt. All right. And it shows them every day. Shout out to Paris Francais. He says, just finished last listening to last night's stream. When you talk about the University of Maine, all I could think about is why is their basketball court always wet? He says, then I found out it was on top of an ice skate rink. Yeah, indeed. You remember that. Um, yes, my teams played at the University of Maine and the floor is the basketball court is on top of their ice skating rink at the time. I don't know if they share the same arena now, but at least at least 10 years ago, they shared the same arena. And uh, when you're coaching, you're not running up and down sweating. So your feet are on top of the floor, which is on top of ice. Yeah. All right. Last one. Jay Cool. What does Jay Cool got to say? He says, notice. It was always Wilma Flintstone accusing Fred of doing the cheating. Even back then, it was always Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> oh, man. The devil's in the details. The, de the devil will always come back. Where there will be careful selling your soul out here. Gentlemen, be careful selling your soul because uh, the devil always comes back 
for what they want. And there's no negotiating after that point. All right, let me do one more. I think I have it. I think I have it. Carolina Panther Germany podcast is sending some funds for the junior college. All right. Ah, shout out to you, man. I think I thought I had one more. Thank you, brother. Carolina Panthers for Germany. Pro man says lost my 70K job in January and got 100K on in March. Now just got promoted to 140K. Hit the prices right. Congratulations to my brother out there and gentlemen. I mean, the money is out there, brothers. Jesus. My man doubled his money. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Congratulations, man. My man doubled his money. All right. Doubled his money in that in a year. Less than a year. Wait a minute. Six months, seven months, doubled his money. So it's out there, brothers. It's out there, brothers. Let's get back to the show. Or let's get to the show. This is going to be, oh, by the way, you know what? I'm ahead of myself. It is Tuesday. Let's acknowledge our gorditas. All right, we are gordita of the week. Our gordita of the week is going to be this chalupa right here. All right, so let's go ahead and see if we can get her up on the screen right here. And check out this brother right here. Oh, yeah, that brother's starving. Take a look <laughs> at this, man. I tell you, brothers, man, there's some work out here to be done. Oh, the humanity. There's some work out to be done here. There's some good loving out there. You give good love to me, baby. You give good love. That stank is all that, boy, and a bag of chips ahoy. Oh, the humanity. Ninja on his scooter taking that gordita around. <laughs> you want that? All right. If you don't know, man, if you go to some of these countries that are like this, man, they be zipping up and down with their motorbike, their motor. Let's see what he's got going on here. Uh, is there music to this? Oh, Shout out to my gordita. Hello, baby. Look at them arms. My gosh, boy, she good and packing for a Tuesday night. She packing for a Tuesday night, brother. Look at that. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Woo. All right, let's get to it. Oh, Ooh, it's shaking and jiggling and wiggling. Oh, man, this brother on the suicide mission. Oh, the humanity. Look at this. All of that. Oh, that's a Tuesday for me right there. Where's she at? Let me at her. Let me at her. Oh, look at them legs. Lord have mercy, boy. Let me have it. Oh, she wiggling and jiggling. Shout out to my Gordita. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Gordita has got all that fanny. Look at all that fanny and my man moving that thing around in that willy. Shout out to her. It's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. All right. Look at that right there. Can y'all see that climbing out of your bed? Shout out to the nasty boys. Oh, that's nasty. My man, this is a young brother right there. He going to be smothered in between that. All right. Check out right there. Oh, oh, she said peace to y'all brothers, the nasty boys. All right. Shout out to y'all Gordita on this Tuesday. Yes, indeed. Pull up, girl. Pull up. All right. He has skills to be tipping back because you got to know how much weight you got on the back. You got to know, man. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to her. Hey. There's some brothers that be taking that down. 
there's some brothers that be taking that down. All right. So anyway, yeah, we start. We starving for our Tuesday. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, man. Somebody said read the comments. Yeah, right. All right, they're all in Spanish. I'll pass. All right, here we go. Um, amazing follow-up stories. Uh, check this out. The one of our follow-up stories is going to be the Trevor Bauer situation. If you don't know, Trevor da Bauer was the Dodger, former Dodger pitcher that had a woman come from Pasadena. I'm uh, sorry, from San Diego to Pasadena for two sessions for some rough play. She got the rough play and then ended up um, filing for a domestic violence situation, which got him kicked off the Dodgers. All right, he still got paid. And uh, he had to sit out the entire season as this case went on and on. The domestic violence charge was dismissed, but the Major League Baseball and the Dodgers did not uh, bring him back. So now he's apparently pitching in Japan right now. But check this out. I didn't know this was the case, but there's some evidence that shows the woman after one of the encounters. I don't know which one. And take a look. This falls in line of what I warn you about. So take a look. This is the alleged woman, the alleged person that that cost this man his ability to pitch in Major League Baseball, who then came back after asking to get her ass beat. He he followed through, gave her the uh, salami. And this is her posting on one of her social media sites. Take a look what she posted. Let's go ahead and roll the film here without the volume. Take a look what she posted. Her in bed with Trevor Bauer. Unbelievable. <laughs> There should be something done about these false alligators, man. There should be something done about these false alligators. Everybody knows that these women are bringing some fraudulent cases up um, and, and causing men their careers. Check it out. Remember what I told you. They're always going to record you. They're always going to record you. Um, any woman that you've slept with in bed has recorded you in bed, recorded you sleeping. And, of course, he got that roaring snort. And he's out like a light. That doesn't look like she's beat up. Doesn't look like she's unhappy. She, her faces look like she had a lot of Botox and lip injections and filters. But check this out. Look at that. Does that look like? Does that look like a victim? Shout out to the false alligators. She looking like the Joker right here. Does this look like a victim? Does this look like somebody who didn't want what they got? You guys got to watch out, man. This is absolutely a travesty. It's a miscarriage of justice. And uh, there she is right there with her smile and what? Poked out her lip. Why? Because he's sleeping? This is crazy, man. It's an evil world we live in. And uh, this, the, unfortunately, when women bring cases, uh, these lawyers are very smart. And uh, they bring these cases and these lawyers just say, all right, we're going to eat tonight. We're going to eat. And we're going to cost this guy legal fees. We're going to drag it out. We don't, and, and then the guy loses his career. Now, here's the thing. We had we have put the onus on Trevor Bauer, and we have to be careful who we select um, and think it's easy sex. And I always say all men pay. What did Trevor Bauer pay? A lot of money, all right, or at least with an opportunity. He lost his career in Major League Baseball. He now has to pitch in Japan, all right? But he did get his money, but unfortunately, he, he, he lost out on his dream. So we do have to take accountability on our side and be very selective of who we mate with and watch out. There's a lot of mentally ill women out here. They're claiming to be mentally ill. I'm not calling them mentally ill. They're wanting me to believe they're mentally ill. And so, yes, you're mentally ill. So you got to be careful out here. You pay. He paid, unfortunately. All right. That was the follow up on that. And um, let's go to the next follow up. And it's going to be of your boy, TJ Holmes. We talked about him. 
he was on Good Morning America or one of those shows. Um, and Good Morning, uh, TJ Holmes, this ninja right here, starving ninja. Yeah, that brother's starving. Apparently clapping lots of cheeks in corporate world here, uh, the old order. And uh, TJ Holmes um, is now going to start going through his divorce. Remember, his wife initially wanted to work it out and bring him back in. But as his romance continued with one Amy Flatback Robach, all right, um, it says sources claim that his divorce from his ex-wife is about to take a rough turn. You know what that means? My brother is about to lose a lot of money. And let's go ahead and roll down to the bottom here. Um, the affair, everybody knows about this news right here. Um, there's a He filed for divorce. He filed for divorce, but unfortunately, check this out. The ex-wife, uh, Mary Lee, Mary Lee is going to try and take him for everything he's worth. She secured a top flight legal team to make sure she gets every penny she can. This is about to be the divorce great to kingdom come. Now, remember, he filed for the divorce so he can go with that Amy Flatback. But now because she's embarrassed and now, be, hey, listen, it is what it is. It says right here. Um, uh, and, oh, it looks like uh, there was a settlement with ABC that she's looking to get her hands on. And her lawyers are just sitting back waiting to go. Um, and uh, it says right here, uh, TJ Holmes's marriage is uh, taking longer to settle, likely because he and the ex-wife shares a 10-year-old daughter. Well, it's going to be crazy. All right, it's going to be crazy. And, um yeah, man, it's going to be nuts. So as you can see, as you can see, she's hired a top flight legal team and she's going to take him for every penny she can. Again, gentlemen, my proof, all men pay. You're going to pay on the front end or you're going to pay on the back end. My theory is, is not up for dispute. It is absolutely true. You're going to pay one way or the other. And a lot of men have not gotten control of this, this with, in relationship to sex. All right. A free piece of ass from Amy Flatback is about to cost you lots and lots of dough. So you best get your shit in order. And shout out to these lawyers. By the way, uh, the, the, the marriage for the Reading Rainbow community, the alphabet community, is now starting to create inventory for divorce attorneys. Something that I've warned you about a long time ago. I said this, uh, uh, the, the lead, the I guess you would call the revolution to allow homosexuals to become married has been led by the bar associations and attorneys. Why? Because it creates more inventory, especially in the absence of heterosexual marriages. And as a result, you're starting to see now a lot of gay male celebrities getting divorced from their spouses that they've been married for six years, 10 years. They're starting to get divorced. And it only took less than 25 years for this to occur. And these people, these attorneys knew they knew what was up. This wasn't about a moral issue. Of course, they told women that was about a moral issue, and they said, let them get married. But they don't realize the attorneys got that hand in the pocket, and they created more inventory. And now these people in the next 10, 10 or 20 years are going to start getting divorced, and attorneys are going to be able to keep eating. Mm. All right. Ricky, Mar R Ricky Martin, that black guy that always wears the dress, Ricky Martin's getting a divorce. There's whatever that black guy that's always dressed up on Sesame Street in a tuxedo slash dress. All right. And 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 whatnot. And he says at least no child support. Oh no, man. They they gonna be paying child support. All right. A lot of those gay couples be having kids. All right. So it's gonna be uh no, not Dennis Rodman. It's uh Billy Porter. Thank you, brother. Uh Billy Porter is getting a divorce, I believe, as well.
All right. So, yeah, Billy Porter, look it up. If I'm not mistaken, I think Billy Porter have just filed for a divorce. Okay. So watch out, guys. The new uh, divorce attorneys are going to be eating. They're going to be eating. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, let's get to the next follow up here is going to be for Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Uh, let's see what we got here. Jonah Hill is now what I warned you about, all right? So Jonah Hill had a one woman come out, and the woman came out and threw dirt on his name for no damn reason, showing and exposing private text messages all across social media, trying to actually throw dirt on his name and get him canceled. And as a result, um, now it has opened up more opportunities for additional women to come forward, and this is what I warned you about. When there's one woman coming forward, there's going to be many, even if there's no proof. Just they're just gonna pile on. We learned this with Bill Cosby. All right, most of those people didn't have a claim in, in the world, they just threw theirs on on top. Where apparently Jonah Hill is now gonna experience that. And Bethany Frankel, Bethany Frankel. I'm not gonna say what race, what people we know I can't say that. The whole ball effect, ACDC says. Yes, this is the whole ball effect. I love that. So the whole ball effect. One woman comes out, and here comes another one. Bethany Frankel slams Jonah Hill on TikTok. He was a low-grade salami, piece of salami. Now, take a look at this woman right here. Okay. So, Bethany Frankel claims that she once had a, had a less-than-enjoyable encounter with a salami head, Jonah Hill, who was recently exposed as an emotional abuse, accused of, of uh, emotional abuse, which I don't think even exists. That, that's a retarded claim that only women can actually come up with. She says, I did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and Jonah Hill was the first guest. Frankel said in a TikTok video, money, and he was a low-grade piece of salami. She added, he was put upon, wait, he was put upon and kind of treated me like he was better than me, which he is. I felt like a loser in that, uh, and the nobody that I was. Well, you were. Listen, <laughs> come on. First of all, compared to him, compared you to him, you're a low-grade D-less celebrity. All right, he's an A-lister in many cases. He's made films with uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. You're a reality show star. And just because you have low self-esteem doesn't mean that um, he made you feel such a way. You already knew you were a nobody, and he you got you got put in your place. That's all that happened. So they always taking an opportunity to jump, to jump on the bandwagon. Look at his crazy eyes. They always take an opportunity to kick a man while he's down. This is actually a disgrace. And she says, these texts seem crazy. And there are the tech. These are the texts that I have sent to. Well, who cares about all this shit? I'm looking for her commentary. And by the way, Jonah Hill looking crazy out here. Jonah Hill looking crazy. He looking like a, he looking like a hobo. <laughs> like what in my man? But hey. You know what I mean? Millionaires don't dress like millionaires, man. <laughs> millionaires don't dress like billionaires. What is my boy doing out here? Somebody get somebody come get your boy. <laughs> he looking like a whole hobo, but listen, you do you, man. Hey, a lot of rich people do not dress rich. A lot of them, a lot of them uh, eclectic hobos be out here. All right, what is the next update? Oh, we're going to give you the Ron DeSantis in alimony update. It looked like these hoes is mad. And of course, these attorneys are about to go get paid. So Ron DeSantis, as a follow-up, I reported that Ron DeSantis is uh, signing a bill to get rid of alimony, lifetime alimony, and hoes are mad. Let's play it. Changes to alimony agreements. All right, and so let's go ahead and slow the let's slow down the beat. 
Here we go. Ron DeSantis signed the bill into law, which now essentially does away with what is known as permanent alimony. Reporter Eric Waxler tonight has more on what the changes really mean. Camille Malone Fiveish says the recent change to Florida's alimony laws has her wanting to change her allegiance. Well, I'm really disappointed because I'll, I'm a Republican. I voted for Governor DeSantis, and this makes me very sorry that I did. Governor Ron DeSantis signed the bill that does away with what's known as permanent alimony. Oh, yeah. A group known as the First Wives Advocacy Group is among those strongly against the new law, saying it puts older women in a situation that will cause financial devastation. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke? I've got $3.85 in my purse. So instead of getting a job for all these years, the first wives club, whatever they called it, instead of getting a job, you set your fat ass over there collecting the alimony check. Now that the check's gone, you want to cry foul. All right. You want to say it's Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. This is crazy. And they're going to talk about something and I'm going to share a story. They're going to talk about something that these women been playing both sides. And these men were probably married to them for less than 10 years. Let me give you an example. These men were got married to them in their mid-20s. They got divorced by mid-30s. Now these bitches in their 50s, 20 years later, collecting alimony checks. When they weren't even married 20 years. They were married 10 years. And then the man has to pay 20, 20 30, 40, 50 years, as long as he's alive, alimony for a decision he made in his 20s. It doesn't make sense. But somebody said I predicted this in the evolution. So we're we're seeing these things come forward now where these things are ending and they're like, well, well, what am I supposed to do? Go get a job. All right. Let's go ahead and play the rest of it right here. Camille, who was married for more than 30 years, says she agreed. OK, in this case, she was married 30 years. Here we go. And made concessions in her divorce based on getting alimony for life. Like, they don't give it out very often. It's a very rare occasion when they do get it. It's a long-term marriage. Um, the spouse that is seeking it usually has never worked um, outside of home, that is, because working in home is work. They just talking out both sides of their neck. I thought, I, were, I thought working in a home was work. All right, come on. Now you haven't worked. They be lying they ass off. All right, let's continue. Those in favor of the changes says permanent alimony forces them to work long past the age they wanted to retire because they had to make those payments. The law also allows ex-spouses to see modifications to alimony agreements when they want to retire. The court is always going to start with need and ability. That has not changed. St. Petersburg family attorney Nicole Perlman says she's getting lots of calls from her clients wondering what the changes really mean. So it doesn't matter if there's a difference in income or uh, you are married for 20 years, if there's no need, there's going to be no alimony. Yeah, there you go. There's no need. And these women will be riding these gravy trains out as long as they can. And they use child support as pseudo alimony as well. So um, if they can't get alimony anymore, they will wait for the man to come up and then they'll take him back to court for a child support modification. They always on some sort of hustle. But at some particular point, you know what I mean? Let them hustle as far as they can hustle. But at some particular point, they're going to have to go ahead and pay that piper. All right, uh, let's continue with this one. They're going to make a point I want to talk about. 
The statute was also amended to force the court to reduce or end alimony if the person getting alimony is in a supportive relationship, and that does not have to be a marriage. A lot of people in their heads think, oh, well, I'm not going to marry this person, so I get my alimony still, but it, that's not the way it works, yeah. and that was the way it was forever. The, the statute just put that in writing. All right, so what people were doing, and this, that's one of the points I want to talk about. What women were doing, they would get the alimony and then they would get into a relationship with someone else. They would move a whole man in. That whole man would have a job. And the, the first spouse, the first husband, would be paying alimony to the family. And he could not cut it off. And then he was like, well, he she lives with another man. And they were like, well, we're not married. And she wouldn't get legally married. And she would still collect the alimony. I actually found a woman who admitted that. And I was like, whoa. So what happened was I was coaching my son's little league baseball team. And um, the conversation came up. There was a old, uh, there was a grandmother and a grandfather there for their little grandson. And I was doing real estate and personal training at the time. Well, they found out I was selling real estate and they had a conversation with me about selling their house. They had some vacation houses and all of this shit. Well, I don't know, remember how the conversation come up, but I was kind of like, oh, you and your husband talking to the people that were in front of me. And she was like, well, we're not really married. And I was like, oh, because they looked about the same age and they looked like they've been married for like, you know, but the guy was not the biological grandfather of the son. He was the longtime boyfriend. And she was like, well, I'm not legally married. And I was like, oh, and she was like, she was like, I'm actually was married long time ago but I still get alimony from the first husband. We're not legally married. So I, so I can still get the alimony. I was like, what? And she was like, I was, and I was like, just out of curiosity, when did y'all get divorced? And she was like 20 years ago, <laughs> right? So she got divorced 20 years ago, still was collecting alimony, but had a whole man. They were operating as a married couple. They were a couple but they weren't legally married. That's what they were talking about. So they are double dipping. These women that get lifetime alimony double dip by having a partner, but the partner and them aren't legally married. All right, so let me rewind that so I can tell you what's up, how they be finessing the system. Let me tell you uh, so you can hear it again. There, she's talking about that case scenario, why a first husband would want to eliminate alimony was also amended to force the court to reduce or end alimony if the person getting alimony is in a supportive relationship and that does not have to be a marriage a lot of people in their heads think oh well i'm not going to marry this person so i get my alimony still but it, that's not the way it works and that was the way it was forever the the statute just put that in writing all right and so that's what a lot of these wives are complaining about so the women that are on permanent alimony are saying they can't play that game anymore and they're going to be exposed financially so they got boyfriends they got living husbands they got living false husbands un no common law to drag them into the marriage and then the first husband paying alimony so if there's no common law if there's no common law which common law is almost almost being wiped off the table across the country and uh, there's no common law there's nothing the first husband can do so i'm telling you it is like it's like one of those things that's happening here there are some reforms going around with marriage and whatnot, and they're all not going to be perfect for everybody. 
Somebody's going to be upset. Somebody's going to be happy. It's not going to be 100% in the, in the uh, favor of men. But that's what it is. Last update is that, what is that girl's name? Um, Kim, Kim, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. I forgot to pull it up. Kim from the Real Housewife of Orange County or Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, uh, this woman, remember Kim, I can't pronounce her last name, Zolziak, Zolziak. Well, she was going to get divorced from her husband, this guy right here, which is Croy. Well, apparently it wasn't going well for her. Uh, she started having some financial issues. The money was being tied up and so forth and so on. She wasn't going to get the settlement that she thought. And this snake in the grass has run back to Croy. So Kim has posted a thirst trap after calling off a divorce. So she obviously got pumped and dumped. All right, but take a look here. Now this is the woman who called off the divorce. There she is posting all of her fakeness, fake hair, fake lips, fake titties, fake everything for the world to see. And uh, this dude, Croy, got suckered in and he found out it was cheaper to keep her and it also was cheaper for her to run back. All right, she she wasn't going to get the divorce settlement that she thought. So they're going to stay for the kids. And she's going to come back with that Punani peace leave leaking. So she got pumped and dumped. All right. The dude that she was going to leave monkey branch for obviously fell apart. And she said, well, I'll work it out. Well, guys, Croy is an idiot times five. Again, never let a girl come back to finish off the job. She tried to finish you off. She didn't finish you off, but you got, you got her back in for the kids. And now she's going to really finish your dumb ass off. So Croy, if you listen to me, get rid of that bitch right now. Get rid of her. All right, she's actually going to probably do something even worse than the previous attempt. So do not take this lightly. This is a serious situation out here. Protect your life. Let's get to some super chats and we're going to get to straggle and sniggle theater next. All right, Ty says, Coach, you retired Hafiz. He done quit YouTube. <laughs> All right. And I announced this last night on the evening show. Not a lot of people watch both shows, but uh, apparently Hafiz is said, Goodbye, goodbye. I've got to say goodbye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, notice to other YouTube content creators that want to come at CGA, Ninja. This gonna be your fate. Retired in less than a year. All right, let's go. Kind of just <laughs> all right, man. For whom the bell tolls. Do not come around here, man. I'm not an easy come up around here. You know what I mean? You're messing with the legendary, the one of one, the lone wolf, oh, the eight-time demonetized champion, the man that everybody, nobody's ever heard of because you heard of somebody else, all right? I, I am he, and he is I, and I am him. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It just was what it was, Ninja. You cannot deny the impact of cga and i would call myself the legend killer but he wasn't even a legend he tried to deny the power of one cga he tried to act like he hasn't heard of my name he tried to act like i wasn't who i was he set me up and his ass got the undertaker <laughs> all right so take notes I actually, you know, would like to warn other content creators, you know, they kind of want to keep my name in their mouth. Just be favorable. No need for beef. The beef costs. 
And if you're a struggling channel and you're you ain't getting views and you think you're going to use my name to get some views, well, I feel sorry for you. That's sad. But do as you wish. But if you want to come directly to me, you know what I mean? This could be your fate as well. It could be the end. So shout out to you. <laughs> Remember, man, and this dude had 500,000 subs plus and it just didn't work out. You know what I mean? It just didn't work out. So, uh, you know, be careful out here. This is why a lot of people, a lot of people that are bigger than me, they not coming after me. They know it's too much of a gamble. It's too much of a gamble. They go for everybody else. It's too much of a gamble to come to, to, to CGA. You know why? Because the coach gang, it's not just me. The coach gang is out here in full force. This is the free agent lifestyle. It is not just because of me. It is because of the group, the collective. All right. And the coach gang is definitely powerful. And I appreciate you guys for representing and holding me down around here. But we take it, brothers, out. We brothers retiring, Ninja. We retiring jerseys around here. Shout out to the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> he thought this was an easy layup. And it was the day that changed him. All right. It is what it is. God damn. I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard. Now you're just wet and soft. Heard you was down with the AK. Then I seen you on the video with Valuetainment looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. It kept on stomping. But y'all mother suckers moved straight out of YouTube. Living with the whites. One damn house. And I'm the only nigga in sight. I started off with too much cargo. Dropped four niggas. Now I'm making all the dough. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, give me two N-word jars, 10 N-word jars, swear jars for the CGA. <laughs> All right. All right, anyway, man, look, man. Hey, man, Hafiz, I appreciate you, man. Good luck in your endeavors. Good luck in your endeavors. <laughs> it is all good, man. Listen, we ain't got no beef. It is what it is. He like, I I didn't quit because of him. All right. <laughs> all right, where we at? This is a family show. It's a family show. Shout out to Zoe Man Says. He says, could it, be, could it be said racists who hate blacks share the same sentiments like women? Their beef is with God, and they project their hate onto us. He says, too bad we don't want to act right. I think, uh, yeah, racists tend to be. I think racists are somewhat foolish, and I, I think racism is a foolish endeavor. Um, I see it all the time, um, and I've, you know, grown up in a situation, young black male, you can harbor some feelings for people who, really didn't do anything to you. Um, they're just bidding fitting off of society and it's somewhat unfair and things can't be fair. But um, I think racism is foolishness and I try to get people out of the idea of racism because it actually drags you down. It actually affects you more than you know. And you get into this situation where you want to see people fail because they're in a leadership position and it ultimately will affect you negatively. I've never seen people, a group of people like, let's just say, for instance, if if blacks are racist against whites and then whites do something foolish and it, and it harms them. I've never seen black people then benefit. It just brings down to me. It's like crabs in a bucket. It just brings down the white person just temporarily. It doesn't uplift you like you're never going to usurp them because they fail. So I see that a lot. And whites do that to blacks that rise up and they can't do anything about it. And whites get a head start in life, unfortunately, in America. And they get a head start and they can't capitalize or they get brought down and they get brought down below a group of other people, blacks, Mexicans. And then, you know, it just exposes them for being simpletons. It's, it exposes them for being less than. 
I mean, you had a significant advantage. You couldn't take advantage of it. So if you're hating another race of people um, because of that, that's that that says more about you than it does that group. So I'm not a big supporter of racism at all on either side. I, I just don't like it. I mean, I just don't see how productive it is and so forth and so on. Like, if you want to kind of make amends for things in the past, okay. But I think it's a gigantic waste of time for you. All right. Anyway. Anyway. But uh, yeah, racist, I, I think racists are funny to me. They super funny. As long as they ain't coming for me and my pet Sig over here, my pet Siggy. Hey, hey, Siggy, say hi, hello to everybody. Siggy is here. I don't know if y'all can see Siggy. All right, hold on for a second. Maybe y'all can see Siggy off the screen. Siggy is right there. As long as they ain't coming for me, I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> right? But anyway, I've never seen a racist doing better than me. And then be an overt racist. Now, covert racism is another thing. Shout out to Joe Jones. Definitely male abuse. But if everyone is equal, no need for over five years of alimony. He says enough time to learn a skill and get a job and find another sucker or find another sucker. Okay. Yep. Um, I think it's egregious to like um, I'm in a situation where I've been divorced for 10 years. Like we've been separated, divorced for literally 10 calendar years. And I'm still dealing with there's a there's a trying to get some money from me. I'm still dealing with that. I'm still dealing with, um, you know, my kids are almost adults and they're almost about to be off on their own and need college funding and need support. And then there's a parent dragging me to court for child support when they're fighting me, restricting custody. I mean, when I see stuff like that. That's egregious. That should the court should not allow that, but that tells you that the courts allow bullshit. So they will allow a parent to restrict custody for another and then force that parent to fight for custody, which the, the parent had and the other person illegally took. That person violated the contract and then the other parent has to go in and fight and pay money to get what he had and then force to pay child support for the custody they illegally took. Like it's. <laughs> It is absolutely crazy. And sometimes a parent might say, hey, he made a bag late in the marriage or late in the divorce, late before the kids turned their adult. He made a bag. So I'm going to go after that. And I talk to their attorneys and they say, look, it's going to cost you 40 grand to fight this. So it's going to cost me money to pay <laughs> to get the custody I had because the other parent took custody. This this is the stuff that these courts allow. This is the stuff that the courts allow. And I haven't been sleeping in the same house as this person for 10 years. I've been a, I've been disassociated with them for 10 years. The only thing keeping me attached to that person is we have two minor children and they're barely minors. They're almost adults. So it is crazy. He says, get your son and make her pay. I know it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to do this. You can't just get the son because if I just go get my son, then law enforcement's involved. So I got to go through the courts, pay attorneys. They drag their feet. They get delayed, delayed. So it's it's ridiculous. And there's no guarantee that they'll give it to them. Right. There's no guarantee. They could just be like, "Nah, we don't want to do it. So think about this, guys. I, the reason why I do this is to warn you about what's going on out here. These are the stories you can't, you don't you don't hear 
when you when you don't hear them, it's because people don't tell them. And then people talk about uh, people talk about uh, why men should get married. Like Hafiz completely ignores. Hafiz completely ignores these possibilities. He was like, stop being a nihilist. But when I tell you it's real, this system is real. And these people are trying to use the system to get money. <laughs> yeah, Hafiz is going to eventually get exposed. So what will happen is if uh, and you're putting a no win situation, because if you don't fight, then your kids are going to be losers or they're going to be privy to whatever the mom wants them to do. And of course, she don't have any money. Obviously. But anyway, you know, um, this is why I do what I do. It's crazy out here. But these lifetime alimonies, these child supports, the system allows people to do this and they commit crimes to do it. And then you got to go in there and pay to stand in front of the person and be like, oh, uh, they committed a crime, but there's no real crime committed. Like the person doesn't go to jail. They just be like, well, OK, making it up as they go. Yeah, black religious groups ignore, ignore this. Pro-blacks ignore this. They refuse to hold women accountable, the wives accountable who do this. And then they blame the guy for not being there. So you guys got to watch out. It's mostly about that money. Extracting resources. Shout out to Joe Jones. Uh, uh, the gift of gab. Show says, what do you think? that? What says, why do you think that us men can't come together and work the system to our benefit? Like the women do, if we hold the line, then we should benefit. This is not true. This is not true. Um, men ultimately think because we're competing for women, we ultimately think we're better. So this is where you get the Hafiz. This is where you get the mats and the dating coaches. So where one man fails, another man says, well, not me, not my girl, not my system, not my masculine frame not my game okay so because the men compete for the women it is that men will not stay united and come together to defeat the system the way men think they defeat the system is not being a victim like you so a dude will say well I, you didn't simp hard enough and you didn't you didn't deliver the pipe hard enough in the bedroom and you didn't have enough frame you see what i mean so this is why men won't stay together and on code. Women will. Because women will ultimately say, where one woman has been abused, I could be abused similarly. So they will uphold the system because it protects them. Your mother protects your ex-spouse and your baby mama because your mother used the same system your baby mama is using. So you will find that your mother will support your baby mama before they support you. Why? Because they got to stay on code. Hey, you might have to need this system, so we got to keep that going. On vice versa, men won't do that. Oh, you effed up? Well, that was you, okay? Because mm. <laughs> we're in a competitive situation. We got to be the guy that's doing it better than the next guy. And then these guys say, well, because I did it better, my woman cares about me. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey effect. See, what you guys got to do is simp. All right. And Steve Harvey upholds simpism and he's going to say, look at me. I got a beautiful wife and she cares about me and I buy her dozens of roses and I buy her and look at me. Look, I won. OK. Mm. You see that? So that's why men don't support themselves because we're competing for women. All right. So pure energy is in the building with the sniggling already.
You sniggling already? Shout out to you. Angel says, uh, CGA came out from the mountain with tablets and presented them to Huffies in the blurple pill hope strategist, which said there was no God in marriage and the hope strategists were stunned and made Hafiz retire. Jesus is not in Babylon. My brother, when I hit him with the no God in marriage, that shook the internet to its core. And I'm surprised ain't nobody ran off with that and took you credit for that. Savagely hustling. Let me get on with this show. Savagely hustling with the co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. All right. He says, uh, let them parasites fall on their faces. Cut them off like Tory Spelling's dad. Indeed. He says, showing love from your Hispanic brothers in the building. Appreciate you. Hit me with that. Dita Tuesday soundbite. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Man, yeah, you guys got to stop being afraid of cutting people off. All right, cut they ass off. As our brother, the Reverend X says, um, in these situations, you got to hold frame. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. And uh, that's why the system <laughs> is there to protect women, because you will cut their ass off. For real. For real, for real, for real. All right, U.S. Army retired. I Google lifetime alimony. And the only state that requires a 20-year marriage is Alabama. All other states are 10 years. However, Social Security will award half of a man's check to a spouse for 10 years. Indeed, yes. So a long-term marriage is any marriage in most of these states, in California specifically, I know California, is 10 years. Any marriage under 10 years is considered a short-term marriage. So in California's instance, you're married 10 years in one day. That person could get lifetime alimony, but they're doing a step-down program in California over 10, 20, 30 years to give her less and modify it to less. In California, if you're married under 10 years, the alimony is cut to the half of the length of marriage. Half of the length of marriage. So if you've been married for uh, eight years, the spouse only gets four years of alimony. And I tell you, any marriage that is under 10 years is not even a legit marriage. And the courts, many courts don't even consider it a long-term marriage. But I always hear these goofballs. I've been married for three years. And? <laughs> so? It is not even a long-term marriage. And, and they said in Florida it's or Alabama, it's 20 years as a long-term marriage. All right, so anyway, you guys got to know, man, what we're doing here. So anyway, this is this is a real game, and a lot of guys don't treat it like a game because you're being fooled. It is a game that highly is going to affect you. So anyway, somebody says, I still battle after 18 years. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So look, let me get on Straggle and Sniggle, and I'll catch up with those other Super Chats. What are we doing? Here we go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, uh, straggle and sniggle theater. Let's get to it. What do we got here? Let me get that banner going around so it can remind me. Oh, Karen snapping over here. Okay, all right, we have a woman that is called 911 because her boyfriend broke up with her. Oh, no. All right, so let's get to what's going on here. And we got a Millie Mouth muskrat definitely on the scene. And uh, let's see what's going on here. Millie Mouth Muskrat got something to say here. Don't you get it? You can't just call the police and leave. 
She ain't got no sheets on the bed or nothing. Okay, can I leave? No, I don't feel oh, safe. Look at them saggy. This is sloppy yogurt right here. Good Lord, have mercy. And take a look at this. Not my girl, coach. Billy Mouth Muskrat is at, at it. I am not in a good place. Oh. No sheets on the bed. I wanted to go to the movie. Yeah, cool. You cool with that? No, I'm not so okay I with it. I need something no? to be around people. All right. Or is that that evening their fight started in the middle of a date? Okay, this looks like an older man, too. Hector, all right, my man said. All right, this looks like an older gentleman, it looks like it. And that, take a look at this, guys. Take a look at this disgrace right here. Oh, the and by the way, there ain't a tear in sight. This is all crocodile tears and the temper tantrum. All right, so take a note. Take note here. She's acting like she's crying. This is the passive-aggressive nature of the Karen. They will break programming and use white woman tears. But ain't a tear in sight. All dry eye. Here we go. Well, I, I don't want to be around you. Cool. You say that okay. every single day. It hurts my feelings. And here, what here. else do you want to do to me? Crying, I'm, just, I'm just loud because I need help. Obviously mentally unstable. All right, after he asked her to wait, ask her, after he asked her to cut him off, the car, the girl called. <laughs> why can't I read? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm always trying to throw words in. The girl called the patrol car. All right. The whole but you're hour. trying to leave when they're coming for you. Don't leave if you call the police for yourself. Then you need to wait here for the police to show up for you. Police Don't you get it? You. Oh my God. All right. And so. I, I'm sorry. I thought the screen was bigger. If I, I thought the screen was bigger, but uh, guys, she's not crying. And obviously they're in a hotel with a lot of guests. They have management. Um, and so she's simp wolf whistling. So uh, when she's doing that, she's hoping somebody comes out to help and assist her, but nobody is. And she's going overboard. She's definitely snapped and she's acknowledging that she slapped snap, but that ain't his problem that she needs help. Um, she should seek her own help. Look at this. It's the morning time. Now I need to take a different medication because my life has been. Ruined. All right, so there it is right there. So she needs to take a different medication because her life has been ruined. So this tells you that a lot of these people, um, you know, there's a great video about these pseudo -psych psychologists and these therapists and these psychiatrists putting these people on mind altering medication when they don't have an altering brain chemistry, they just been told they have an altering brain chemistry. They haven't done any tests, no medical tests. They haven't decided, dissected the brain. They haven't took any samples, no blood samples. They just been told maybe you have a chemical imbalance. All right. And then they provide them drugs that give them a chemical imbalance, a real one. And then they snap and then they think, Oh, I just need another drug to balance my chemicals. No. All right. No, no, no. You crazy. That's what it is. And many times it's already the drugs that you've been giving them. And she's acknowledging that. Here we go.
we have a phone with? I'm recording for my turn. Um, like we don't have a fridge or anything. I'm planning on going to the park, maybe exercising and showering, doing my laundry. All right. Um, as you can see here, um, this is sad. A lot of guys deal with this. A lot of guys deal with this. And of course, it's going to be his fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Right. It's going to be the guy's fault. And then it's him. And he didn't care. And he didn't love me. And he didn't take care of me when I was mentally ill. And he didn't go to therapy with me. And he didn't share the same drug the therapist gave me. This is all just a, uh, a, a pocket run for weak ass people who need to have enablers surrounded by them. And eventually you guys get into relationships because you think you can change her and you think you're going to be good to her. And then all of a sudden it falls apart. And then now you're in this situation with a crazy, I'm telling you, man, be careful of who you're dealing with out here. All right. Uh, it says right here, um, be careful who you're dealing with because eventually it's going to turn on you and you're going to be blamed for this. And she's going to go cuckoo on you and you will have nothing. You will have nothing you can do. This guy was being abused by a by a woman who is dark triad, narcissist, mentally unstable, and she's recording it, and she's recording it for her attorney. So she already got attorney lined up. This is crazy. Be careful who you put your salami in. She had a kid too, so you got postpartum depression potentially on there. Um, this is right here. Let me see if I can. <laughs> All right. Let me see. After the police. Okay. Oh, oh, this is another proof that I've been told. Watch this. So it says right here, after the police intervened, they both, they found out they, they both consumed substances. All right. So there it is right there. One of the things I want to make you guys aware about is this. Have you guys heard of people saying they're alcoholics? Have you heard a lot of people saying that they're addicts of drugs? No, that's actually going away. My opinion is that these alcoholic and these dope fiends and these drug heads are using mental health and mental health medication in place of them taking accountability for their lives for being alcoholics and drug addicts. This is my opinion. And I actually shared this when I broke down mental health uh, um, a few days ago. The, and somebody tried to argue me. There it is right there. So they both consume substances, but she's claiming mental health. She's claiming, well, she's a drug head. She's a crackhead. And a lot of people are trying to hide their substance abuse and their alcoholism behind mental health. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. And I say, if you're an alcoholic and a dope fiend, you're not mentally unstable. You're a dope fiend and a crackhead. All right. That's all. You're a meth head. All right. These people who are mentally unstable and mentally unhealthy, they're always on drugs. And here's the problem. All right. So here's the problem. You're talking to someone who's not even sober, not even clinically sober. And not only that, they're not sober on the substance abuse. They're not sober at all. And you're stuck here as a sober person trying to rationalize with a crack fiend and a drug head and a dope fiend and an alcoholic. And here's my thing. I don't care about alcoholics. I don't care about dope fiends because I didn't put the bottle to their mouths. I didn't put the joint and the weed and the meth and the crack to their lips. They did it on themselves. So I don't believe I need to take time out of my life because I went because I did not do the dope. I did not do the crack. I did not drink the alcohol to the point 
of, of, of becoming an addict, I don't give a fuck about what you do with your life. You damn junkie. And if you want to blame your junkiness on me, it ain't me. It's you that put the bottle to your lips. Take accountability. <laughs> but here's the thing. They want to make it on you because you couldn't hold a stable relationship because they a dope fiend. And I don't care if you disagree. You a crackhead. It ain't my problem. You know why? Let me get on my soapbox. You know why it ain't my problem that you a dope fiend and a crackhead and you an alcoholic? You know what ain't my problem? Because in fifth grade, we all sat there when they brought in the dare mascot. We all sat there when Nancy Reagan said crack is whack. We all sat there when they said don't drink. We all sat there when they said, but your ass in middle school and in high school wanted to be the cool guy. You wanted to be the cool guy. Oh, it ain't no problem. I can smoke dope. And you did it. And now you're an addict. You did it. And now your life ain't where it is. And the other people who didn't do it. Now we got to take time out of our lives to help your crackhead dope fiend ass. And it ain't my problem. You alcoholic. It ain't my problem that you chose to be the cool guy. And now you got a problem at age 30 and 40. It's your problem. It ain't my problem. That you a dope fiend. It ain't my problem that you are alcoholic. You chose to do it, you goddamn junkie. I ain't. I, it ain't me. I'm not holding my life back because you a junkie. Mm. It ain't my personal responsibility that you can't control your inhibitions. It ain't my problem that you chose to be a crack fiend. So you take accountability of your life. You take accountability of your life. I take accountability of mine. And if you can't control you're dope. You can't control your alcohol. You go somewhere else and you handle it and don't get in my way. <laughs> right. That's what I'm telling you. These people out here want to ruin their lives and then want me to go ahead and disable my life because they cannot take care of their own choices in life. <laughs> Goddamn dope fiends. I mean, it's ridiculous. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> All right. Man, I care not that I care that you disagree. I'm not going to disable my life because you a dope fiend. Goddamn junkies out here ruining everybody's life. <laughs> All right. I got to ruin my life because you a junkie. <laughs> Take your ass to rehab and get out of my way. All right. That's my that's my opinion on it. That's my opinion. And if you don't like it, baby, put the crack down. <laughs> put the crack down put the weed down put the dope down put the alcohol down i don't give a shit but i'm not gonna stop me i'm not gonna stop my progress because you're weak you're a weakling <laughs> yo crack is whack you're not gonna make me feel sorry because you a crackhead <laughs> all the crackheads leaving right now all the dope fiends leaving care about these dope fiends. I care not about dope fiends. I don't care if you and my family and you a dope fiend. <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh these women over here. Check out this Karen over here. This flat back going crazy. Karen snapping like coach snapping on dope fiends today. Here we go. This woman to be dubbed a Karen for giving people a hard time going about their daily lives. This time it happened at an apartment complex pool. Here's Lisa Guerrero. This bikini-clad woman is being dubbed by some as poolside Karen after screaming at a family enjoying themselves at a pool. Take a look at her eyes, bro. Okay, she going in on the Mexicans. 
Mexican party in the pool. <laughs> Trash. The woman yells for the Latino family to leave, even though they say they had every right. Look at her eyes. Look at these eyes, man. This is called possession. This woman is definitely on drugs. All right. She's on drugs. Check this out. My gosh. Now, there's a husband there trying to calm her down and she cannot get calmed down. She's super duper zooted and uh, she's old as well. And uh, she's not 22 years old, but she still thinks, look at what is going on. This is definitely a possession. Okay, And a lot of these people are possessed out here, too. Right to be at the condominium complex in Lakewood, Colorado. The woman who posted the video says she was at the pool with her boyfriend who lives at the condo. She told Inside Edition that when they first got there, the so-called poolside Karen asked to see their key fob, which they say they showed proving they lived there. Now, here's the thing about this. And shout out to Lisa Guerrero. She's been around for a long time. Um, here's what I don't. I, I don't like when people do this in communities. I get it, but I don't. If and this typically happens with minorities. So white folks will say, hey, do you live here? Bitch, I, who, does it matter to you, Neighborhood Watch? Listen, <laughs> you probably seen me before. Uh, it don't matter. Look, I got the key fob. I'm in here. Leave me alone. If you want to call security, call security to handle it. But you don't need to be getting in the way. Okay, so they want to check my ID. They want to check my uh, driver's license. And I got to prove to some crackhead that I live here. This is ridiculous. All right. And what if I don't? Yeah, somebody said, and if I don't, what you going to do? Uh, people need to watch this. If you have a security, let security get on top of it. But that didn't stop the women from hurling terrible insults. When the bikini lady sees she's being recorded, she goes on the attack. You can't just record me. Now now she want to say what I can't do uh, with your implant ass. First of all, in your fake tan and your fake hair. First of all, you can't bother me and tell me or decide if I live here or not. So now she's mad. Her male companion tries to calm her down, but she screams more insults, this time about designer clothing, of all things. The so-called poolside Karen is identified as Blair Featherman. Blair Featherman? Blair? She looks like a Blair. Crystal Blair. On her job profile, she's described as an expert in feng shui, the art of creating calm and harmony. Well, that's not true. Through interior design. She sent this photo and message to Inside Edition. The video was spliced and obviously did not show the whole event that transpired. So she sent this photo. She was like, uh, that's not the photo I want you to show of me. This the photo. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Uh, yeah, show me show me looking like this with my sugar daddy on the boat. All right. All right. Here we go. Fired. It was a bad day for all involved. And I apologize for the way I responded. You know, the Mexican party in the pool. Trash. Oh, yeah, boy, that's some racism right there. That's definitely some racism. She's she's calling the Mexican trash. All right. That's definitely not on a Tuesday. We're not going to allow that on a Tuesday. <laughs> We're not going to allow that on a Tuesday. That's, That's disgraceful. So much for feng shui. Let's get to the next one here. Uh, another Karen set off. Why is this Karen set off? Another Karen crying on the video. 
All right. Uh, white woman tears is a thing, guys. White woman tears is a thing. So they know that white woman tears is how people become weak to them. And so they will record themselves crying. I mean, you rarely ever see other races of women doing this. White women are the masters of this. And they know this inherently that will get people uh, to lower uh, to to um, to get the get attention. All right, here we go. What kind of world do we live in where a normal, regular girl cannot find just a regular guy out here to date because these guys don't want a real woman. They want a fantasy. They want to live in this fake fantasy world. They would rather jack off to some screen, to some robot, rather than actually deal with a real human being and what comes with that. You know why? Because it's easier. And I am done. I'm done. Uh, baby, you too young to be done. By the way, uh, we did. She did send a picture like the previous Karen. She did send a picture that she did want to show. So as to not reflect her as that. So she did send this picture for us to uh, determine uh, how good of a person is. So uh, there it is right there. This is what she really looks like when she's not crying. All right. Definitely Master Splinter uh, is on the scene. All right. So ch check that out right there. Uh, but let's break this down. I do have an edit that I do want to share with you. As a matter of fact, because I don't know what she's really complaining about, but let's go ahead and share the edited version and maybe this will make sense. Uh, and action. What kind of world do we live in where a normal, regular girl cannot find just a regular guy out here to date? Because these guys don't want a real woman. They want a fantasy. They want... To live in this fake fantasy world, they would rather jack off to some screen, to some robot, rather than actually deal with a real human being and what comes with that. You know why? Because it's easier. And I am done. I'm done. <laughs> she done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell it to somebody else who cares. Man, people are weaklings out here. First of all, if you again, my my opinion, if you're crying on screen, you're one of the most narcissist people around. All right, um, recording yourself. <laughs> man, I called this out with Brittany Renner. I called this out, man. People who cry on screen are narcissists. <laughs> Even she has a shirt that says narcissist. I will never believe a person crying on screen. Now, the only way I will believe it, if they were somewhat doing their show and they had a moment and it was like, oh, you know, I'm a little emotional about it. Okay, I wiped it away. All right, I get it. All right, but you... <laughs> Man, please. And then, yeah, stop, edit, squeeze it down, put the filter on it, upload it, put the caption, hashtag, all right, Put the and then put the background music. All right, upload. Mm. <laughs> right, please. Take one, take two, take three. Man, this is despicable, reprehensible. I will never believe anybody who does that. Speaking of believing anybody who does that, we have a couple of girls that uh, are out here broke. All right, watch out for the junior college, man. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Okay, so let's deal with these youngins out here. That's why the junior college is Liddy. 
Apparently, these two girls shared on uh, themselves eating a dozen Texas Roadhouse rolls in the middle of a parking lot, knowing their bank account has only $18 to it. Of course, they don't need no man. All right, let's go ahead and play the video. There is a TikTok video here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so we got the bigger video over on um, another tab. So I'm going to have to scroll up over there. All right, there's the tab right there. Uh, can you guys see? Yes, you can. All right, so here we go right here. These girls are strong, independent, don't need no man, don't need no yob, and all they eating is rolls. Mm. <laughs> right? He said those girls are good, but that's all they got. All right, let's play it here. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that was a short video. I tell you, journalism is dead if they created a story on this. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, that's the story of a five-second TikTok, and they got a damn whole story written about them. My Lord, journalism is dead. All right, but there it is right there. It's, it says right here, it's more common than you think, but the inflation cost in the United States affecting a variety of goods and services with food included. A number of folks have flocked to social media sharing some of their biggest money-saving tips to keep themselves and their families Fed. Some of the hacks include Dollar Tree, uh, hacks for cutting costs on meals, and a popular chains like Texas Roadhouse. The chain restaurant has been lauded for its value among some customers who purchased its family meals as a way to prepare food for the week due to the large portions of grub they received for a relatively low cost. All right. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Um, and I believe that uh, that was that was all the videos they had to support their case. <laughs> all right. That would be like me doing an entire show on that clip. Well, that's not enough. So let's go to Straggle Daggles on vacation. Apparently, this reading rainbow guy, and uh, he's in the comment section. Let's go ahead and give him a little bit of shine. Uh, there he is right there. Uh, you see him here. It says right here, asking a, a random group of ladies in Cancun the minimum amount of money a man needs to date them. Part one. There he is right there. All right. And so look at the ladies. Let's take a look at the ladies. Oh, there they are. And they definitely look, look like they visited the wig shop for sure. Oh, the humanity. All right, man. I would see this coming and I would be out of there like crazy. Okay. Uh, let's play this clip and see what's happening here. Uh, he tried to come out and defend them in the comment section. All right, here we go. Kia. Kia, where you from? Philly. Okay, you came here from Philly? I came here you from Philly. You having a good time? I'm having a great time. Okay, calm down. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, what's your name? S. S. You from Philly? Yes, I Okay, am. what's your name? Jarrell. Where you from? Philly. Oh, so y'all all came from yeah. Philly. Okay. Philly's finest right here. Fin Philly's finest Phillies. <laughs> okay. Mm. Philly's finest Phillies. All right, here we, here we go. So, quick question. What's the minimum amount of money a man needs to make today, Chief? So, uh, I don't know how we ain't got much time. Oh, you need to make a hundred, at least one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh man, this is disgraceful. Mm. All right, take a look, gentlemen. After you work hard, we just had a brother say he went from seventy k to one forty. This is a woman with a tattoo on her titty, saggy waggies. She's completely out of shape. I mean, come on, this is not shape. This is a shape, but this is not in shape. 
150. You worked all this life. You, he says, they never seen 150 combined. They've never seen, they've never dated men that have a combined income of 150. And she's looking off on the distance. These women have never seen a man that has made a 150 in their life legally. I mean, you can tell it's Philadelphia. Let's continue. Okay, you make 150,000. Yes. She says she makes 150. Yep. Okay. What about you? Uh, around the same round. You make 150? No, I don't. Oh, I'm we about 70. We're going to go back to 70, but he got to make more than me. Okay. All right. He got to make more than me. All right. 70K on the line right there. Okay. What about you? I'm with that. Over 150. And you make 150? I make, no, I don't. All right. So over 150. So she put herself, take a look at these ladies. All right. She, (laughs) this one's confused over here. She put herself over 150. So you, you guys, you guys work hard all your life. You guys work hard all your life. And this is what you have to, this is what you earn for making $150,000. You're in the top, you're in the top 10% earners in the world. And this is what you get for 150. Hi, yay, yay. Let's continue. Okay. But he need to make more than it. Okay. So why do you feel a man needs to make more money than you? Because he's a provider. And what are you? Not no roommate. Sprinkle, sprinkle. So let me ask you a question. I don't know nothing about that. So let me ask you a question. If your man make more than you, do you think the bill should be 50-50? I'm not doing 50-50. What you doing? Nothing. All right. So she's giving, she's putting no money or anything on it, gentlemen. What do y'all think? She putting nothing on it. Oh, man. This is, this is y'all out here struggling. All right. Let's continue. He can handle it. $150 <laughs> ain't a lot of money. It's not, but he can handle it. Okay, what you doing in your relationship? I'm going to do 40. What you doing? Nothing. Okay, so which one of y'all married? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> What's your name? Uh-oh. Exposed. So, interesting enough, they have all of these expectations and this reading rainbow guy called them out. Mm. So which one of y'all this working for? Is this working for you? Nope. Is this working for you? Nope. Is this working for you? Nope. Oh, he's sitting out there. None of them got this working. Gotcha, bitch. And shout out to the reading rainbow guy for calling that out. So the realistic, the, the, the expectations are completely unrealistic. Unfortunately, these women are holding out based on necessity. And they're having to hold out because every day they hold out for the top tier guy, they go further and further into debt. And then the expectation is more and more. So now we're hearing 150 and not even $100,000 now. It is crazy for you guys out here. We got two more on this clip. And we have a young lingling that's going to tell you what she does on a Friday night. All right. And so a lot of guys think they have a fear of missing out. Some guys think that the real women are outside. Well, let's let Ling Ling show you what she does on a Friday night. Here we go right here. 
a Friday night by myself. Hi, I'm Anna, and I'm emotionally and financially preparing to die alone. I didn't have any groceries, so I had to do a Trader Joe's run. And here's a video of me not knowing that my phone was recording for like 15 seconds. I grabbed my kitchen staples, aka frozen meals and bread. Then on the way home, I realized I hadn't had any food for the entire day, so I stopped at Olive Garden and sat at the bar by myself. And I have my order down to a science. Two Diet Cokes, two pasta visuals, and then rigatoni with meat sauce. And the key is that I take all of the pasta home and eat it an hour later while surfing the internet and watching TV. And that was my night. <laughs> oh man boy you're missing out guys you're missing out you're really missing out and you're missing out going outside too because this woman ain't nowhere outside other than going out to eat and spend money but she barely has but she acknowledges so a lot of young guys will see young guy, woman like that and oh she's out of my league and i need to go out and chase and secure they got nothing going on the point of this is they got nothing going on most women don't have anything going on they're completely bored they don't have an exciting life. They wish to, and they show you the highlights on Instagram of their exciting life, but they ain't got nothing going on. You're missing nothing. Never feel panicked out here. Never feel like, man, I, I, I'm missing out. Let me show you this video right here. Um, uh, That's on my Instagram where it shows you most of them don't got shit going on. And here's a woman right here. Take a look at this one right here. Need new titties. I need a sugar daddy. Is a nine to five. Am I horny? You were hungry, bitch. I got fat. I'm gonna pack my shit and my ass. I want fat. a boyfriend. No, I don't. What is my cat doing? I'm gonna get a him. <laughs> right there. Need new right. titties. I need a sugar daddy. Is a nine to five. They don't have shit going on. You're missing nothing. You're missing nothing. All right. So, um, most of them are like, I know my worth and I have expectations, and they're. They got nothing going on. They're out here broken. Then they want you to have $150,000. This is crazy. All right. So watch out for that. Uh, let me give you this last one right here. Then we're going to go in with the super chats. It's going to be a, oh, we have a grand grand they call her. Where is the generations of real big mamas? Will the real generations of big mamas stand up? All right. So if you grew up like me, of boomers and the greatest generation with more like the silent generation uh, grandparents. This is how our grandparents used to be. Unfortunately, today's grandparents trying to be hoes on TikTok. Uh, let's go ahead and roll this film of a grandmother trying to teach her granddaughter how to clean up. Here we go. Now, what the hell do you call that? I was just done working. Girl, you ain't done nothing besides spread bacteria from one end of the damn kitchen to the other. Ain't turned on no water, ain't sprayed a liquor Lysol, ain't even rinsed the dang gone towel out, but you up ahead talking about something I just didn't got done. You ain't got done doing shit. This how I know your mama ain't got y'all cleaning up at home, and that's why she can't keep a man, because y'all just nasty. Get your butt up underneath that and get that Lysol. Do that look like Lysol to you? Now, you can't be both. Now, you're going to have to pick a struggle out here. You can't be illiterate and nasty. This shit just don't mix. Read the label and get that Lysol from up underneath that. <laughs> Where Big Mama at, man? Let's, we need more Big Mamas out here. Give Big Mama the win. Yo, they used to humiliate the shit out of you back in the day, man. Your big mama get on you. You be like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> uh, back in the day, we need, where y'all big mamas at? See, here's what's happening with these grandmamas out here. Y'all grandmamas out here 
trying to compete with y'all granddaughters and your daughters. And y'all trying to be like, look at me, I'm 50 and fabulous. Nah, man, get your, get your wig off, all right? Step to the side and teach these girls how it's done, <laughs> all right? All right, teach these girls how it's done, but y'all want to teach these girls, y'all try to compete with these girls. We need more Grammys to raise these damn women, man. We need these Grammys in effect. Tell them, Graham, Graham. Get her, Graham, Graham. Let these children know. Raise them up right. Now, what the hell do you call that? <laughs> Girl, you ain't done nothing besides spread bacteria from one end of the damn kitchen to the other. Uh. Ain't turned on no water, ain't spread a lick of Lysol. Nope. Ain't even wrenched the dang gone towel out, but you up ahead talking about something I just didn't got done. You ain't got done doing shit. This is how I know your mama ain't got y'all cleaning up at home, and that's why she can't keep a man. Yeah, tell them. That's why she can't keep a man. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. They call this today verbal abuse. This is verbal abuse if you tell your kid this today. Because y'all just nasty. Get your butt up underneath that and get that lice out. Get that lice out. Do that look like lice out to you? Now, you can't be both. Now, you're going to have to pick a struggle out here. You can't be illiterate and nasty. You can't be illiterate. Pick a struggle. Kids, pick a struggle. You can't be illiterate and nasty. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Pick one, you nasty some of them. Shit just don't mix. Read the label. You can get that lice off from up underneath that. Yeah, 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 boy. Hey, look at her. She got the shakes going on. <laughs> she got the shakes. We need some more grandmas out here. To raise these damn kids out here. These kids done lost their mind. Shout out to Grand Grand. Uh, I might have to keep that on uh, tap for you brothers out here. Anyway, let's get to these super chats and the contributions. We got we got the we got the uh we got the main event coming up after we talk about open relations and good marriages. But let me start over on the cash app. Uh where are we at here? We got our man. Uh, what is this? Sheldon Ross says, What's up, coach? Just here to pay my child support. But he called it coach support. We got that coach support in the building. Shout out to you. Keldrick says, I'm going through the same thing. Daughter is eight. Yep. This is a attempted kidnapping of your child through legal means. Shout out to my brother here. Indiana Pacers superstar. Mr. Dale Davis says for the N-word jar. Appreciate you. And that was a hefty feed, but it was a part of the show. We got our man, the big deal. Davis in the building. Appreciate you over on the cash app. Jones G says, coach out here doing the Lord's work. Respect. Thank you, brother. Pretty boy Anthony Floyd is in the building. Appreciate your contribution. And we're going to move over to PayPal. All right. Did I get Pro Man? I did get Pro Man. That was our brother that leveled up on the income. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, I'm signing in. Let me sign in over here, too. We got no government name. J Dub is in the building. What did he say? We're just going to call you that. What, what's going on, man? It's a little slow. PayPal, super duper slow. All right, what did he say here? Uh, people are in relationships because they don't want to be lonely, but instead should be focusing on their purpose and fixing their own problems. He says there's nothing wrong with being in a union with others, but we lost our sense of drive and purpose. We did. We've lost our sense of drive. So we put on our inabilities to support ourselves onto other people. So this is why relationships are failing because they're like, hey, I messed up. So I need a partner now to come fix this shit. Shout out to Deadly Ellie. Hysterical Karens exist 
but it's illegal to pacify a bish with a bish slap. It is. Men are out here essentially with no ability to defend themselves. And I don't support um, putting hands on paws on people. But if you have to defend yourself, then I'm all for it. Kaylin says, coach, what do wait? What do you make of people saying that you can reduce your chances of getting divorced if you go to church more? Even as someone who believes in God, I know that religion can't be the only thing that can save you, especially as a man. Marriage is meant to be permanent, but it's not. I think people, I think it's hope strategy. We know that the church, their divorce rate in America is just as high or just as equal to the divorce rate um, of not of secular people. So secular people have a divorce rate. The church is almost on par. So people are using that as a means to try to say, if you keep your marriage under God, then all things will be possible. But it's more hope. It's just hope. Uh, Deadly Etley says, let me see here. Body two more ninjas who want that smoke from you, and you will get an unmanned aerial vehicle triple kill streak award. <laughs> From the Call of Duty style. Shout out to you. My gosh. I mean, I tried. The dictator says no Vaseline for her feast. Also, the demon was a beautiful angel before or Mr. Satan before he and she got kicked out of heaven. Sounds like these women nowadays. And I haven't skipped super chats. I'm going to come back to it. As I find my spot. U.S. Army retired. I got you. C.H. Slim says was just uh, talking to a 53-year-old divorcee, and she was complaining about dating at her age, but she was also bragging about the money she took from her husband. You're absolutely right, coach. They're never happy. Nope, nope. I'm not happy. <laughs> so she wants to divorce a man, take the money, and then find another gullible gump. No government name says bank employee here. The number of women coming in for loan applications and using their retirements they get from their ex-husbands as income is hilarious can't stop laughing but they will let you know they're fabulous in 52 all right they're fabulous the notorious nig morning coach if you wanted to find out a xx's true opinion on family court matters what one question would you ask her um well i would ask her to sign a prenup all right so would you sign a prenup that will let you know where they stand with the family court um, and I actually have a clip that I should pay play about this is that um, men like us are trying to warn you about women who use these relationships and the expectations of relationships to have you vulnerable to them. Let me see if I can pull up the clip. Um, and uh, it's from two divorce attorneys. Shout out to the divorce attorneys out here. They're exposing the game. Let me see what uh, place that I can find this clip. I'm surprised I haven't shared it with you yet. All right. Let me get through all my feed pictures here. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the clip. We got a lot of feed pictures here. I've been saving a lot of feed pictures. So, um, yeah. Oh, it's not that far down. All right. A lot of junior college girls here. All right. Let me see here. What am I doing? Maybe I can't find it. It's amongst the other. Yeah. Oh, boy. You should see. You should see all of these. Okay. I found it. Oh, it's from our brother, Red Pill Awareness on Instagram. All right, so let me see if I can go to his page. It might be buried deep on this page, unfortunately, because he posts a lot. He posts a lot. Let me see if I can find Red Pill Awareness. All right, let's see here. My bad. Don't want to 
the latest show. He posts a lot, so it might be buried deep. That's what I said. That's what she said. It might be buried deep. Okay, let me see if I can find these two divorce attorneys talking about women in the family. Oh, I found it. Okay, here we go right here. So this is a female narcissist trait coming up on your screen right about now. And uh, listen to this. And does this sound familiar when discussing protecting your assets in case of a divorce? Here we go. So this is the prenup we talked about. Are you serious about this? Oh, what? You don't trust me? I can't, I can't believe Babe, you were really serious about, about this. This is about my family's business, okay? <laughs> We've been working on this for years. Look, if my brother was getting married, we'd want him to have the same thing done. Do you okay? know what this says about our marriage? It says that our marriage is going to fail. That that's what you guys think. No. That you don't trust me. You think I'm after your family's money. Do you know this puts such a damper on our wedding? I mean, on our marriage. Babe, this is just a contract for five years. Five but, years? Yes. After five years, it goes away. Oh, oh, okay. So what do I have to be? Perfect princess for five years? And then, oh, then I win the trust of everybody? Oh, my God. I don't want to sign this. I don't want to sign this. This is a female narc's way of manipulating herself into the victim to guilt her partner into giving her what she wants. Please don't fall for this. So this is all right. And so shout out to that. I think these two are attorneys. Shout out to the red pill awareness. These are underscore underscore. Um, and so this woman's trying to tell you that when when they do this, this is not them love trying to get you into a loving marriage. They're acting right. The woman's acting and manipulating you. You don't trust me and you don't. This is not what marriage is. And this is not what love is acting and never trust it because they're only trying to get you to not protect your interest in the end. So watch out for that. We got our man Joshua in the building. He says, listening to CGA has opened up my something. I can't pronounce that. Mangiko Sherrigan. <laughs> because I experienced severe trauma when I realized that marrying a good Christian Latina woman that would not divorce me, give me two kids, and remain faithful to me for life was just a dream that died years ago. What is it? I don't know what that is, but shout out to you. It's an anime reference. I'm out of anime. I don't know anime, but shout out to you. Uh, it's a risk no matter what. It's a miss. It's a it's a uh it's a risk no matter what. I don't care if she's Christian, I don't care if she's from another culture, another country. It's a risk in a in America. America has laws that are gonna work against you. I don't care what the woman is. And I'm not against women. I'm against the state-funded marriages. That's what I'm against. I'm against the current marital laws. If you get married, she is actually going, she can. It's not a matter of will she. It's a matter of can she. It is the man geek, yo. I don't even know what it's called. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. Gonna catch the replay. But this one is for the nation. One nation under a groove made a P-Funk. Beat with all of the coach gang. Thank you, brother. And I think I got everybody over here, over there. So I'll head over to Super Chat, and then we're almost at the main event. Abel returns to Eden. Fit wearing a white hood is plain despicable, shaking my head. And that's part of his character now. Joe Jones, ace metaphor, said, even if a woman chooses the wrong guy to have a baby with, they still deserve a stepdaddy. I just want to know which woman... Is he a stepdaddy to none? All right. He's pandering, I suppose. And I don't even know who that is. I know the name, but I, is that a rapper? <laughs> okay. 
Catfish A says, my sniggle fee is past due. Free agent lifestyle for life. M. DZ says, it's Jermaine's fault. And it is always Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. Yeah. It's always Jermaine's fault. MC Hamster says, fiend is another word for demon. Tell me that woman is not possessed. Listen to that hell scream. Demons need a host. Funny, she's a parasite to the man, too. She needs a host. The demon needs a host, and she needs a host as well. Teron McAdams, it's funny. Women preach matriarchy, but never bring up the big mama. Indeed. So that will be the matriarchy, yeah. All right. Uh, JC says, my mastodon slept on my arm last night, and it's hard to super chat. Everett Walker says, Coach, do you have a Vimeo link where I can subscribe to your older pre-demonetizedization videos? He says, thank you for all you do. And I think the link is in below. It's CoachGregAdamsTV.com. And I would probably not click the link because it says it's some private site if you click it through YouTube. But all of my original content, the content that I took down off YouTube, so that now when you go look for it, it looks like I started in 2020, but I actually started way before that, but I had to take down all the content. And that is on a different site. So now when you be like, you never said these things, well, much of that content was removed during my initial demonetization. So I moved it over to Vimeo. All of my 2018, my first videos, all of that stuff from 2017, 2016 is on Vimeo. All right. And even a lot of people will come to this channel and they will be like, well, this channel looks like it got started in 2020. Thus, then you start saying that I'm taking content from somebody else and that I just started. Well, unfortunately for you, you don't realize that the King of Kings has another channel. And I'm going to show you right here, which was the former flagship channel, uh, which has, at this point, a slow-crawling 225,000 subscribers. So a lot of people aren't aware of this. You would think they would be, but they're not. And uh, this was the main flagship channel, um, uh, the Coach Greg Adams channel, which was the original demonetized channel. This channel crawls in subscription. It was at... 200,000 subscribers a long time ago, and it was at 100,000 a long time ago. As a matter of fact, I was one of the first in this red pill space to get past 100,000, okay? And look it up. I was the one of the first to get past 100,000, all right? Even the people who came before me didn't get to 100K as fast as I got there. I got there in almost a year and a half, and I was almost, I was at 75,000 in the first six months, so I was gone. All right. I was on the rocket ship. And unfortunately, I came around too early. So a lot of people that have come behind me, they have now passed me up and surpassed me. Their channels are came along uh, at a different time. And it's all good. It's all good. But I was one of the first one to crawl past 100,000 in the red pill space. Okay. I was one of the original originals. So if you don't know, um, go over there. I copied only the people who came before me. But if anybody surpassed me after that, I didn't copy them. I didn't even watch them. CGA has been on top for a long time, a long time. And everybody knows who I am. So that's the flagship channel over there. Unfortunately, demonetized to hell and back. But I'm the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, and I have to ring the bell. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, a lot of people are new. They just don't want to acknowledge me. And as I say, like Roman Reigns, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. Anybody who thinks I'm lying, 
I don't know what to tell you. All right. I don't know what to tell you because there's a lot of new people in this red pill space. They, you guys just don't know. You guys don't know. All right. They, they have no clue. They're like, nah, you came along in 2020. I was on a rocket ship to crazy. And shout out to my predecessors as well. I want to acknowledge them because they faced even harder uh, demonetization. The stuff that you see on YouTube today, we could not say even three, four years ago. We could not say it. We would get demonetized, shadow banned, and absolutely no subscribers, right? You would used to get your channel yanked back in the day. So the, my predecessors would lose channels. They don't really do that no more. But when I came along, I rode the wave of my predecessors getting banned, and I was able to say things up to a point. Now, people who started YouTube in 2021 and 2020, you guys got to say, you guys get to say shit that we could not say. All right, we would get completely shadow banned. So a lot of people have rode a wave after me of being able to say stuff that I got shadow banned for saying a long time ago. All right. So anyway, people have no clue. They think you guys think I follow certain people. Dude, most of these people have who have 500,000 to a million subs came after me. <laughs> All right. All right. They came after me. Million subs. You guys think they came after me and they all watch me. So it is what it is. They have no clue. Ninjas don't have no clue around here. Uh, but anyway, shout out to you guys. Uh, that's the that's the original channel right there. All right, what are we doing here? And by the way, I got 50 other channels. Um, shout out to all these brothers here. But anyway, I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone. I'm just saying, just saying. CJ haven't had to do any of that shit. Shout out to the brothers that came before me too. Uh, 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 I ain't going to sit there and acknowledge all these ninjas either. <laughs> Where we at? Let's get to this story right here. Open relationship propaganda. And leaving a good marriage. All right, we got two clips that I want to show you. We got this woman right here. This is a skit. I was going to show an Australian and Sniggle, but watch the propaganda about open relationships. Now, I've been warning you that open relationships are going to become in more and more increase. And we see this with Adam 22. And the reason why is because men will get do anything to get into a relationship, right? They don't have what they have need in terms of skills or ability. They don't have what they need, so they'll take a woman in an open relationship. I'm sorry, they'll take a woman even if it means have an open relationship. Let's continue. Right here. Oh, you like that? I do, actually. So you want to go out with him? Maybe. I don't know, maybe a little shopping. No, I mean, as long as you're not emotionally attached to him. Can I be a little bit emotionally attached to him? No more than 20%. 10%. 7%. 8 If he wants to. Okay, let's ask him. Hey, big guy, come here. Are you free this weekend to take my girlfriend on a date? Uh, what? This weekend. Yeah, me. Yeah. I was thinking more like dinner and a movie. What kind of food were you thinking? Italian, sushi? I was thinking more like steak. That sounds great to me, actually. Okay, well, guys, it's some rules. Yeah. Okay, Oops. pick up at 7, movie at 8, get a Diet Coke and some popcorn. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Now, can I touch your leg during the movie? No no leg, arm on the shoulder. What about the waist? Okay, fine, waist. Works for me. Have a break by 11. You know, I'd want the same for my girlfriend. It's good. Okay. Great. Right. Nice doing with you. you, too. And I will see you on Friday. I'll see you Friday. Oh, man. Take a look. Take a look. So how men have to compete. We have we have like uh, Destiny and a lot of these men have taken the forefront on YouTube. Adam 22. And what's happening is this. So you have a group of women in America that have been exposed to a lot of salami in their lives. And I would venture to say by the time a man is 30 years old, 
the women that are 30 years old have already been. This is why I say it's hard to impress older women. They've already been fornicated with. They've already. Now, this is in general, not specifically. They've already been touched. They've already been licked. They've already tried women. They've already tried orgies. They've already tried traveling trips and vacations. They've already ahead of you in the social marketplace dynamic, meaning that you're having to work your way up. And she's already lived that life. And so she's like this at first, like now she's like, and that's you. But in order for you to get these women, because you want baddies, you're like, I want a baddie. You'll go below her and say, well, I got a baddie, but I got to, I got to let her go out there. You know what I mean? And then I get to go out there too. I get to have other women too. No, you know, not at the rate, not at the rate she has other men. So she's going to do this while getting your provision and take a look at the dynamics here. She's going to get your provision. She's going to actually be able to fulfill her need to get what she needs out here. Trying. And this doesn't, this doesn't just involve sex. This also is the Kiki Palmer situation where she's like, hey, I got you. I got you. You're my baby daddy. You're my wonderful man. You're going to be my husband. However, I'm still out in these streets. In these streets? I still need to get what I need to get from other men. I'm not going to stop that. So she tried to cuck. Kiki Palmer tried to cuck uh, Brandon, whatever his name is. And he was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So it does, just doesn't mean sex. It just means she needs to get other things from other men. And thus, I mean, this is what I've always done. So you're not going to stop that. This is this open relationship propaganda. You see a lot of women stop men from controlling them from being able to post on social media. You can't control me. I can't post on social media, a.k.a. market to other men, a.k.a. market to other men. So if you're not comfortable with it and you don't want to get cucked, guess what happens? All right, I don't want to get cucked. So I'm going to I'm going to just put up with the bullshit. This is what we're seeing a lot of young men having to do. They're having to do this. They're willing to do it. I, I participate in this lifestyle because I'm single. So I don't care if your girlfriend, you give your girlfriend an, an opportunity to come see CGA. I'm going to clap them cheeks. I don't care. But when a guy steps up and says, no, I'm not going to get cucked out. All right, I'm not going to have an open relationship. I'm not going to let you go out here in these streets, go to girls' nights out, celebrate, go on Instagram. I'm not going to do it. Then they call you controlling and insecure. So I, I want you to see that this stuff is playing out. Men who are in Generation Z are having to deal with this. They're having to deal with this, and they got to make a choice. Do I want to be alone, or do I participate in this, right? Mm. Take a look. She gets to get the alpha. She's alpha widow. She gets to get the alpha experience and then come home to the beta provision. I get to get the alpha experience and come home to the beta provision. Watch out for this. It is subtle and sometimes it's overt, but watch out for it. Let's give you this one right here. Leaving a good marriage. All right. Then we're going to get to the main event here. So this woman's going to explain why she got a divorce. Pay attention, gentlemen. Pay close attention. Why she got a divorce. Let's see if she can um, talk about this. This is a black woman now. Here we go. If I can ask, what led to the divorce? Was it the business? What? Because y'all were together for five years. Yes, and um, I learned a valuable lesson. Okay. 
So he was the first person that did not cheat on me. Um, oh, wow. Okay. It, I felt like he was completely loyal to me. Like, I never mm-hmm. had a question about that. And we got along well, and mm-hmm. we did well with finances, right? Okay. So young little old me, that's that's not enough. Hold on. Hold on. Gotta speak for the men. So you sit here telling me <laughs> that money was fine. He loved you right. He wasn't cheating on you. What the fuck? What, if I can ask, what led to the divorce? Was it the business? What- well, what led to the divorce was in these streets. Okay. It's an evil world we live in. All right. That's what led to the divorce. She wanted to be out in these streets. All right. I'm not happy. <laughs> and of course, it was. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I mean, guys, be careful. This is why I say it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It doesn't matter what you did. It's just a matter of this woman says, you know what? That's it. Bait and switch. I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. And I always warn you, there's not one thing that a man did. Like, if you listen to a person that said they got divorced, they can never really put their finger or their hand on what exactly it was. And because it's never one event. So you'd be like, well, why did you get divorced? And they'd be like, "Uh, uh, uh," and they could have a legit reason why, but it will never make sense to you. You'll be like, well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, she just kind of like, we grew up hard and she started working and you really can't put your finger on it. Then we argued and people are like, that's petty. It's rarely ever, it's rarely ever you punched her in the nose <laughs> and she walked out. It's rarely ever, I caught him cheating with the maid and I walked out. It's rarely ever, he had a gambling addiction and he gambled $100,000 on the Super Bowl. It's never that. Most of the time they ride out a wave of a combination of things. And one thing is a straw that breaks the camel's back. But what I really want to make you guys know is this. Much of these divorces are pulled by women overwhelmingly filing more over bullshit reasons. She just basically says, I'm not happy. (laughs) That's what that's the bottom line. I'm not happy. That's the bottom line. And then there's a bunch of other little events that, of course, if you had two people cohabitate, for a long period of time, of course, everybody has bullshit. Everybody has habits and tendencies. Everybody has a way to speak. Everybody has a bad day. So to think that a bad day caused a divorce is not true. It's always over some petty shit. And it's a combination of petty shits. And here's another example. Oh, well, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to you. It makes sense to her. And it probably barely makes sense to her spouse. Why did you get divorced? Take a listen. Oh, well, he didn't cheat. He paid the bills. Yeah, but but I'm not happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all were together for five years. Yes, and um, I learned a valuable lesson. Okay. So he was the first person that did not cheat on me. Um, oh, wow. Okay. It, I felt like he was completely loyal to me. Like, I never mm-hmm. had a question about that. Now, let's talk about this part right here. Okay. What you guys will find out is when you become that guy, this is why I don't tell guys to become an asshole. I just say free yourselves. I'm going to tell you this. Most of you guys have made commitment to a woman that had nobody else fighting for that woman. Let me say that so you can understand. There's a woman out here that says, I deserve. You come along and you say, yes, you deserve. And then you'll go the lengths to the lengths of crazy. 
to commit to that woman and you'll offer everything for your commitment. But what you will find out is, is if you waited two years, you will realize that woman had nobody else offering up what you were going to offer up. Nobody else is willing to commit. Now, she'll have a guy ready to fornicate with her. She'll have a guy want to penetrate her, but nobody was going to go to the lengths of earth and around the world, the 93 million square miles of the world to get to get that woman to settle down. Only your dumb ass did. And then you realize she pulled back and she said, you were the first person to give me a good date. You were the first person to treat me right. You were the first person to give me a commitment. You were the first person to not cheat on me. You were the first person to not abuse me. Guess what? You getting destroyed. I'm not happy. <laughs> she got to destroy that shit. You were the first person that treated her like the person she wanted to be treated. And she got it. And she was like, well, this ain't enough. <laughs> I was the first person that was loyal and treating me right and didn't disrespect me and call me out of my name. Most women want chaotic men. Most women want projects. Let me find that Coach EO video. Shout out to Coach EO. Let me see if I can find that Coach EO video. I meant to show us yesterday. I think he talked about this in a shorts video. Shout out to Everett Overton in the building. Let me see if I can find Coach EO. Uh, I came across the video that I saw shorts of him, and uh, maybe I won't be able to find it. Let me see here. Trying to look for it. It's probably buried. It probably was an old video, but it popped up in my shorts. I just can't. Well, wait, pause. It didn't pop up in my shorts. <laughs> Uh, it did not pop up in my shorts, Coach EO. Uh, but uh, why can't I find it now? But he was actually talking about this. He was actually talking about this, and he made a good point, is that a lot of you guys uh, are trying to treat women well, and there's no other man treating her like this. When she gets it, she eventually will disconnect because she doesn't feel like she deserves. She doesn't feel like she deserves a good man. She wants a guy that she can control, hence... He doesn't have his shit put together. When men don't have their shit completely put together, she pops in on that guy. All right, let me see here. I can't find the video. But shout out to Coach EO. If you can, go follow him. I did a collab with him. Can't find it, unfortunately. So if you have your shit put together, she you're, she's intimidated by you. So I come in and I say, okay, I got a house. I got multiple vehicles. I got a stable job that I work at. You'll never become number one. I'm going to go in there. Um, I got a maid. I got everything taken care of. This is what you're going to do. She's going to be out of there. She's going to be out. A lot of women say they want that, but they don't want that. She's going to say, this, this is what your roles are. This is what you're expected to do. And I don't need you to fix my finances. I don't need you to fix my child support. I don't need you to fix my erratic life. I don't need you to uh I don't need you to co-sign my credit. I don't need you to give me a deposit for uh our lease. I don't like she'll kind of feel like uh where am I useful? Where am I useful? Now some some people might say, yeah, she has no leverage. Some people might say, well. If you believe that, why do you also believe that women want men that make more money? I can tell you that. So the women who go for men with more money oftentimes have a problem. 
or they're a simp, right? They don't realize they have the leverage. So they'll go for a man that makes 150, but the guy won't be put together. I'm sorry, the guy will, yeah, he'll have a deficiency. He might have a substance abuse issue. He might need her for something. So it's not enough that he has the money. He has the need her. He has to need her. I need you to have my babies. I need you to validate me. I need you to give me a marriage. Like the guy has to still be like, I need your I need your $70,000 of income so we can be a power couple. I need you to help me with my business and build my business. I need you to pass on my legacy. So there's always, uh, if the guy makes 150, like these women were asking, if the guy was 150 and was like, I don't really need you, we, I can want you. They'll run away from that. <laughs> All right. He's somehow broken. She, he needs to somehow be broken. Yeah, I need you to, I need you to make this house a home. See, but if I have a situation where, no, um, all this furniture staying, no, I'm not moving my silverware to another drawer. Uh, no, we're keeping everything how it is. Just move in. She don't want it. She don't want that. He am controlling. He am controlling. So they want rich simps. We talked about this in the junior college. They want rich simps. They want a guy to be like, and I want to save the community one step daddy at a time. And he and be financially stable. <laughs> right. It is what it is, guys. They need that codependency. They need you to be connected. Otherwise, they won't have a sense of purpose and they'll run away from it. All right. They'll see they'll run away from it. Damn, I meant to find that video. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? It might be in my history. It might be in my history over there. Let me see if I can pull it up on my history. As I call it. On my coach EO. Let me see if I can find Coach EO because I think I like the video. Like the video, like the radio. Because I think he was making that point. Maybe it's not here. All right. Coach EO was going to get some shine, and now he ain't getting no shine today. All right. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it over here on my history. All right. Oh, that was all today. Okay. There's some feet pictures there. Feet pictures and videos. Okay. That's not there. All right. Okay, it didn't show up. Okay, maybe my like videos. Oh, shit. Man, this is crazy. All these fit pictures on here, man. Yo, man, I, I need to stop watching this shit on YouTube. All right, I'll be watching some crazy-ish on YouTube. <laughs> All right, I can't find the video. Why can't I find it? All right, oh, oh shit, I ain't, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. There's too much, this shit go back a whole year. All right, anyway, next. Let's get to the main event. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for the main event? Well, do me a favor. Hit me with a thousand likes. Give me with a thousand likes. Give me to a thousand likes. We'll get that main event on. Do me a favor, man. Hit the like button on this stream. We're going to take you to the secret double lives of American women. We're going to take cases. We're going to take cases. You won't believe these cases, ladies and gentlemen. What your wife is doing when you ain't looking. So while we wait for a thousand likes, we're going to make sure we're relieving ourselves. Hit the like button. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. 
I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Right. Agent Machine says love for women is about control. Love for me is about respect, release and recreation and pride. Get out of there. Y'all out here, man. Yeah, that's brother star. All right. Check it out. Main event time. We here. Let's get to this right here. The secret double eyes of American wives. We're going to tell a story or two that you might be familiar with, but maybe one or so that you're not familiar with. And I love true crime. I've done some true crime stories here. Um, but you guys haven't been able to see them because, you know, I have a ca catalog that's deep. Let's take you to this one right here. And many times you will find that a wife or a woman that you like, that you're thinking of being in a relationship with, a girlfriend, a future fiance, they actually are hiding things from you. And it not is going to not be discovered unless that woman has suffered trouble, maybe a divorce. Maybe she's been assaulted. Maybe she disappears. Maybe she gets Deleted. All right. So as we say, there's no such thing as good women. There are just women who've never been caught. And this story first that we're going to share about a secret life is going to blow you away. This is a story about Tina Bigger, Bigger, Chigger, and boy, sound like the N-word. And I'm going to read this story. And I'm going to read the real story that happened. See, in the newspaper, even they won't expose women for doing deceptive things. Well, Here's Tina Bigger. Um, I'm going to show you another picture of her, right? That name. Let me see if I, I'm going to show you this photo of her. All right, because like uh, black men who commit crimes and get shot by the police, they do show uh, the good photos, all right, and graduate from school. So this is the story of Tina Bigger. She has a boyfriend. She is cohabitating. All right, so there's her real photo right there. Now, you're going to be shocked at her secret life, okay? And here's the thing, ladies that watch me. Here's the thing, ladies that watch me, please understand, um, you know, it's not about putting you down. It's about warning men to be a little bit more uh, vigilant and hypervigilant at paying attention to what your girls are doing because the signs are going to be there, but you're going to overlook the signs. Men oftentimes don't reach out to other men about what's going on in their relationship as to not appear weak. And then they will have their relationship unravel and don't reach out to their own mom. Don't reach out to other men. Women, on the other hand, do this. This is why men get hemmed up. Um, let me read this story uh, for you right here. It says right here, this goes back to the 1990s. Uh, it says right here, uh, September 1995, the Oakland police, this is Oakland and Michigan, ran the following description of a missing student. Tina Bigger, five foot nine, weighing 145 pounds, blonde hair and brown eyes. Guys, we don't see any women built like that anymore. They're five foot seven, but now 245 pounds. It says right here, she wears glasses and contact lenses. Anyone who may have seen bigger or may have any information as to where her rare bars are, contact the Oakland University uh, OU 
police department. She's a college student. She was a 23-year-old and studying psychology at the Oakland University when she went missing on August 24th. She had moved in with her boyfriend. She had moved in with her boyfriend. His name is Tom Nurnberger just a few days prior. He said she had poor eyesight and he suspects foul play upon realizing her glasses were left at home before her disappearance. All right. He says, I think she's dead or, uh, or that she is kidnapped, said the sister, Tina. She says, I kept thinking Silence of the Lamb. Okay, that which was a popular movie back then. Now, Tina might have known something, but she didn't disclose it. Maybe she knew, maybe she didn't. Okay, it says right here. Um, let's go back here. It says right here, the last report citing a bigger was on uh, uh, August 23rd by an individual who claimed she was with a man named Ken Truck, I can't pronounce it. An ex-con who she befriended. She befriended an ex-con. Uh-oh. As far as we know, Ken was the last person to see her, but he is not charged with anything, so we can't restrict him in any way. They had to let him go. What made her disappearance all the more worrying was that she was part of a research group studying the AIDS epidemic on female sex workers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So wait a minute. All right. She's at the university studying the AIDS epidemic on female sex workers. Interesting. Mm. Let's continue. <laughs> she was one of eight students at Oakland University working on interviewing women about their knowledge about the HIV virus and AIDS. Then the Wayne State University students would have the sex workers go through an education program on HIV and AIDS. And after which the OU students would follow up and analyze the subject's retention of the information. The subjects were all in jail from their engagement in sex work in the Dickerson Detention Center in somewhere in Michigan had personnel constantly supervising the students. Bigger put all her all in this study. It says right here, bigger put her all in this study. Wait a minute. Who are you? She put her all in the study. What that mean? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> here we go right here. And this is according to Amy, which was a good friend and co-worker following the Oakland Post coverage. Major news outlets in Metro Detroit came out and wrote follow-ups of the story. And it says right here, and many of these reports speculated that Bigger had been involved with the sex worker population. Wait a minute. Who are you? This follows up. A lot of stuff I've been telling you, especially with these psychologists and students and women, bear with me. So they're talking around a lot of shit here. They're talking around a lot around the shit. One day before her disappearance, Bigger had filed an application for permission to conduct a study titled Survey of Sexual History and Health Practices Among Women Employed as Escorts. Professor uh, Harrison and Professor Stewart were listed as faculty sponsors, though Stewart never signed the document. It says right here, there were at least three alleged sightings of Bigger in Windsor 
and a warrant was put out for Ken's arrest. This is the man she befriended. Her body was found on September 21st, which is almost a month later, behind Ken, the new male friend's house. And, of course, the media now says there's a visual and the faculty and the students and a burial and Ken faced life imprisonment and all of this stuff. But they didn't say what they needed to say. So I did some investigation. I did some investigation. And I said, let me find out the real story that the media won't tell you because these secret lives are prevalent. It says right here, the deletion of Tina Bigger. All right, here we go. What your family didn't want to know. What the family did not want you to know. In fact, I watched the episode on this. The family didn't even want this information out. Once they found out, they were like, what? Tina Bigger was a 23-year-old student at the University of Oakland in Rochester, Michigan. She was studying psychology and worked her way through school uh, by working at the Rochester Chop House. So she worked at, as a waitress or a, a or something like that. There she is right there. Tina was described as vivacious and as a dedicated, hardworking student. Let's go to the disappearance. On August 23rd, 1995, Tina's live-in boyfriend, Tom, a University of Michigan student, reported her mission, uh, missing. Tom said Tina had been sleeping when he left for work. When he came home later that evening, she was not home. Tina's car was missing, but her friends had not heard or seen her. Tom called the restaurant where Tina worked. They told her that Tina quit her job about four months earlier. Okay, you guys see what's going on here. So Tom is not putting shit together. And the episode I saw, he said she would even iron her work outfit and go to work. But he called the work and they said she ain't been working here for four months. Continuing. It says right here, Tom was surprised and did a little digging around the apartment. Tom found, and there's Tom right there and Tina. There's Tom and Tina, of course. This is the double life. Let's go ahead and blow this up. You see this right here. There's Tom and Tina, the lovely couple. Okay, let's give you the story. It says right here, Tom found a duffel bag that he had never seen before. Inside the bag was lingerie, we call lingerie, condoms, thigh-high stockings, lubricant, and an envelope addressed to the L.A. Escort Service. The name on the upper left corner of the envelope was Crystal. Tina's research problem, uh, project. After she graduated, Tina really wanted to get into a good grad school. So she decided to do a research project on the health risks of high-priced female escorts. When she started out, she would contact the escort service asking to speak to different women. After a while, she got caught up in the lifestyle. Uh-oh. She started looking and going, wait a minute. You can't get a little money at the junior college? Uh-huh. You make how much, you say? How much do you make? Crystal Meth. Crystal Methany is in the building. Hmm. And she's going to the ro- She's going to the restaurant making probably $6 an hour back in the 1990s and then she said i can make 300 bucks she was like i like this 
trying. I like this arrangement. Get him, daddy. Oh, boy. And so the boyfriend's not aware. The boyfriend, she's living this lifestyle. Then he moves in with her, and he finds out. This is what cohabitation does. It says right here, um, Tina, known as Crystal, was a very popular girl to the clients. She was very popular to the clients. So she getting her cheeks clapped multiple times a day coming back to her boyfriend. She would make around $250 per appointment. Tina, Tina needed money to pay for school and for a new car. The escort service denied knowing who Tina was, but then revealed that Tina was in fact Crystal. She also worked for two other services. Him, Daddy. The client. During the investigation, the police were able to rule out Todd, which was Tina's boyfriend. They had an on and off relationship and Tina was planning to move out into her own place. Why? Because she got money now, right? I got money. She got money. Todd had also been seeing other women. Wait, Todd. Oh, Todd was also seeing other women. So obviously they were both keeping secrets from each other. The police then turned to a man named Ken. Ken, who had called the escort service several times, also requested Tina. Kim was a 42-year-old ex-convict. He had a history of uh, fraud, passing bad checks, and embezzlement. Ken and Tina had met for the first time at the Bluebird Momo Motel just 12 days before she disappeared. In Tina's apartment, they found a love letter from Ken. Mm -hmm. Ken admitted that he and Tina had started to see each other outside of the escort service. He and Tina were friends and that she stopped asking him to pay. A local car dealership employee came forward and said that he had seen Ken and Tina together. Tina was looking for a new car, and Ken said he'd loan her money, the money that he didn't have. So long story short, long story short, she got involved in the life. Ken got involved at the junior college or some shit like that. He stopped having her pay money, according to Ken. And then he said he was going to loan her money, sugar daddy. Uh, basically, she says uh, right here. Okay, daddy. All right. He was going to buy her a car. He didn't have the money and he had to offer. He had to offer. So he, he ended up deleting her, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, the, what a tangle web we weave when we first practice to deceive. See, the secret life where the money was caught up to her. It caught up to her and she started dealing with nefarious guys and guys making her false promises and selling her a dream and ultimately not putting up. So he got a lot of free sex from her, allegedly, according to him, where he had to no longer pay, but he was going to buy her a car. He ain't had a money. Unfortunately for the boyfriend, he never found this out. He was cheating as well, but that's a double life of a different sort. This double life was right up under his nose. And then he found it out by cohabitation only because she went missing. Only because she went missing. Had she never gone missing, there could have been perhaps an opportunity for her to level up, get out of the game, maybe use the game in and out of the marriage. He would have married her and had kids and he would have had children with a hoe. But that's an opportunity right there. That's an example of the secret lives of women. Do you guys think that there's other women like this, well, we're going to show you. We're going to show you. Perhaps there's others just like this. Let's go to Paige Bergfield. I shared this story before. True crime episode. 
Paige Birdfield. Man sentenced for life after deleting a mom of three who secretly ran an escort service. Hmm? All right, let's continue. There's the wife right there, uh, Master Splinter. There's the girl, suburb everyday suburban housewife running an escort. Huh? What? Let's get down to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Lester, uh, Lester, his name is Lester. Lester Ralph Jones was convicted Tuesday in the in a second murder trial of Paige Birdfield, a Colorado mom of three who authorities say ran an escort service before she went missing in 2007. Jones received a life uh, sentence after a panel of juries found him guilty of kidnapping and deleting her. Now, here's the story. Detectives investigating the single mom's disappearance and later her deletion learned that Birdfield juggled a number of jobs in order to support her children, including running an escort service under the pseudonym Carrie. Now, here's the thing. As you can see, they're portraying her as, a, oh, she was just supporting her kids. Isn't that what a job is for? We're selling cheeks now, supporting kids. She's a single mom. You actually have to, when I tell you how she became a single mom, you'll be interested here because she fought for custody of her kids. She fought for limited access to the kids to live with the father. All right. So a lot of times these women complain about deadbeat daddies and trying to be a single mom. But at the same time, they'll prevent the father from having custody. And then they'll complain that they can't support themselves. This is the cycle that we live in. And then the media will treat it with kid gloves. Well, she was a single mom, so she had to sell booty. Come on. <laughs> right. Here we go. It says right here, Jones was identified as a suspect early. We're going to get through here right here. It says right here, according to the prosecutors, Jones was a client of Bergfield and deleted her in 2007, later dumping her remains in a mountainous region in Colorado's Delta County outside of Grand Junction. And let me get down to the nitty gritty here. It says right here, check this out. Now, this is really where the secret life is going to get to. This is why I questioned in the previous story, her sister must have known and didn't say anything. It says right here, Birdsville escort work was known to her closest friends, but it was a surprise to her parents. Mm. So wait a minute. When she went missing, did they tell the police she was an escort? Nope. No. Initially, they, they blamed the ex-husband. Initially, they said, well, the ex-husband has been threatening to take custody of the kids. So when she went missing, they blamed the ex-husband. Mm. <laughs> and they went searching for the ex-husband who lived in another state, but the ex-husband knew she was selling booty. And he was going to use that in court to get the kids so that when she went missing, they blamed the ex-husband. Mm. Knowing she was selling booty. Like this, you cannot make this shit up as they say. This is crazy. This is crazy. Nobody wanted to rat her out. Everybody acted stupid. Here it is. I knew she did exotic dancing. This is from the parents. I knew she did exotic dancing and maybe some had some dancers she booked for jobs, but that didn't matter to me. Her actions as a mother spoke much louder than anything else. What? You knew she was stripping. All right. It says right here. Another said this is a very clear line between legal and illegal. 
She made sure that line was never crossed. She knew if she crossed that line, she could jeopardize her kids. So now you have this. She saw clients. She only massaged them. <laughs> so there's the guy, Lester, right here. So the parents believe she stripped. She did private dances. She gave massages, but she never gave up the booty cheeks. Yeah, dude, I mean, you can't make this shit up, right? All right, so let's get in here right here. Let me go down. Uh, hold on for a second. Let, let's go back because that's that's this story doesn't tell all of it. And uh, she also had an ex-husband. So let me let me check this out. She was married twice already. So think about how crazy this is. She had two ex-husbands. She had custody of three kids. She had a nanny. And she had like six hustles. She had like six hustles. She was selling like Tupperware. She was like on the PTA. She was like a school mom. She was like the, uh, she probably was on drugs to keep up with the schedule. So she had a nanny. And then she also had two ex-husbands. The one ex, the second ex-husband who left her the house in Colorado, who when they got divorced, she left them the house, but she had to make the house payments. He moved to another city to escape all of the bullshit. And then he found out she was selling booty and then he was going to get custody. But she couldn't keep up with the house payments. They were too much, but she didn't want to give up the house. So then she started her escort service. Mm. Or something like that. It's something in that range. The first ex-husband came back into her life and they had met the day she disappeared. So he was in town. They met somewhere in between Denver and Grand Junction. I can't remember the story. And they had a picnic. He gave her, she gave him the cheeks. They had a picnic. And then she went back and met with her client and then got kidnapped. So they were going to get the first ex-husband too. But the first ex-husband was the bad guy. He was a rock guy. He wouldn't give her babies. He wouldn't settle down. He wouldn't leave the streets. So she got rid of him, the bad guy, and met the second husband and then divorced him and got the house. I mean, this shit is crazy. So let me show you uh, what's going on here uh, with this lady. As you can see, the secret lives of housewives. All right. So um, I do have her photos up. Here we go right here. And this woman, for all intents and purposes, doesn't look like a woman that would be in these streets. But I will tell you, never, never believe. Look, this is her as a mom. There she is. That's her with her kids, just a soccer mom. There I am. All right, there's her with her second husband. This is the second husband. All right, Beta Brad. There she is, PTA school mom. And she out there selling cheeks. All right, there she is after delivering a baby. All right, there she is with her family. All right, every day. Every day, Millie Mouth Muskrat. All right, every day, mom. There she is. She don't look like a 304, does she? I mean, but she was. There she is. Soccer mom. Okay. Soccer mom shit. There she is as the bride. <laughs> there she is as the bride. So, uh, look, I know, man. And I know it don't matter. It don't matter. I don't care how they look. A lot of women have been open sexually, and thus they participate in this life at some point. Whether they're down on their bills whether they think about it, whether they have a friend, maybe they have a guy that they can string along, a, a guy, a sugar daddy, meaning that they, or a salt daddy, a salt bay. 
They participate in this. Okay. So watch out for the spectrum. Watch out for the spectrum. Even the plain Janes be getting out here. Sometimes I would say the plain Janes are the most, the women that you got to watch out for. All right. Because you think the skeezers are out here doing the work and the plain Janes are doing a lot of the work. All right. Um, here we go. Last one. This is a guy who was actually married at the time. So here's the secret life of a wife. I've shared this story before. New York surgeon, beauty queen, wife, settled divorce amid claims. She's a hooker. Mm. <laughs> okay. New York City surgeon right here. A bitter divorce between a top New York spine surgeon and his beauty queen wife was quickly settled. Why? Because her information was getting out there after he filed court papers making tawdry accusations that she was moonlighting as a high-priced call girl. Wait a minute. Who are you? So, when you find out how much this man makes, <laughs> right, you're going to be like, and she was still out here, couldn't leave the streets alone? Oh, the streets. So, this is, these stories, the, re the reason why I'm featuring and re-featuring these stories is because this Kiki Palmer, this Jonah Hill story is going to highlight why men feel a certain way when their wives start doing things, when their baby mamas, when their girlfriends start doing things and they start calling their girlfriends out. Hey, what is this? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't be insecure. Don't be controlling. And I said, I need to re-bring up these stories as to why men feel in their belly something ain't right. Something, something just ain't right. So he's like, but then when you don't ask the tough questions, Guess what happens? You end up getting screwed when you don't follow your gut. Always follow your gut. Dr. Ho Joe Kim, sorry, Han. Excuse me. Dr. Han Joe Kim and a strange wife, Regina Turner, a former Miss Connecticut USA. So she won the whole Miss Connecticut pageant. Put their contentious split to bed before a public hearing scheduled at 10 could take place. Going down, there's Mr. Han right there. Um, the swift settlement followed a stunning 264-page filing in the Manhattan Superior Court in which Kim, age 41, sought to annul the marriage, claiming that the 32-year-old wife had duped him into the union by hiding her secret, secret life as a prostitute for wealthy men. Mm. So he didn't know that this pageant queen, which I tell you guys, any of these pageant queens, models, Instagram models, high-level models, they moonlight as escorts. This is well-known. But in our world, we skim over it. We don't acknowledge it. We don't target it. So then when a guy is messing with somebody and you'd be like, well, she's an escort, I'd be like, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. You think they make money to put on clothes and take pictures and walk down runways? You think that's why they make money? The biggest crimson capsule I can give you is that these people make money by moonlighting uh, for millionaire and billionaires to get their insides rearranged. But that all of them, pageant queens, uh, girls for going to college for scholarships, models, IG models, TikTok models, your high level Instagram and TikTok uh, female personalities, they moonlight as 304 hookers. I mean, you think that... Um, or they remember the two black women that got pulled over running drugs 
and they were IG models. And then when you saw them in their mugshot, they didn't look like IG models. And everybody's like, oh, she's an IG model. She makes money on social media. No, she don't. There's not that much money to be made on social media. You can make a bag, but ultimately they make a bag from that. They take their pictures, they post them, and then they go moonlight and they make a bigger bag. Yep, they go to do do Dubai. They have boyfriends. They got sugar daddies. They got booking information. So men don't know this and they're unaware that this is part of the background. And he got side hustle. It says right here, the doctor alleged that Turner had pocketed nearly $700,000 in cash from John's since 2015. When did they get divorced? The story is, uh, let's see here, 2021. It says right here, he filed for the divorce in uh, December 2020 after finding a racy text message from another man on a computer in the couple's Upper East Side home, the court's docs say. The pair officially separated in April and Kim said he learned that his wife had been selling sex for money starting before they wed November 27, 2015 and continued throughout their marriage, according to the amended complaint filed earlier this month in the Manhattan Superior Court. And take a look. She doesn't look intimidating. This is why we have to stop judging women on how they look. We have to stop doing this. We can't say these women are the 304s and these women are the good girls. Because for she looks like a good girl to me. I mean, you know, and you also, you also have to stop thinking that you can't get baddies. I can't get baddies. Guys, you guys don't want baddies. Uh, trust me. If you wanted a baddie, go rent one. This ninjas, I mean, there, there's a guy, and shout out to him. He shared this on Locals, so if you want to be on Locals and contribute to it, he's kind of like, hey, baddies don't pay attention to me. Baddies don't look at me. Guys, baddies are like expensive cars. If you want one, go rent one or buy one and pay the fee. But they're not for you. They're community property. It's cheaper to rent them. And when you rent them, they give you attention. And then they get money. They go back to their hole. And they're back to the next person who rent them. Just, just stop thinking that baddie's supposed to like you for you. This is not how they work. Okay. This is not how they work. They're rentable. They're wreckable. And they've been, that's what they do. I had to realize that when I was in Orange County. I'm like, man. You figure a guy with muscles and, you know, you before I had great beer, I look like a $2 Tay Diggs. And women would just breeze by you. Then I feel realized that a lot of them, they're monetized. A lot of them are out for the bag. A lot of them are looking for the fresh kill. A lot of them are looking for the big whale. They're looking for the shark. They're not looking for salami. If you only got salami as game, you ain't winning out here with only, only the low-level women. That's what you're winning with. When it comes to this, there's women in the suburbs, wives doing this, girlfriends, girls and cop, they're in for the bag, okay? And here's another example of it. Even when she got married, she still couldn't put the life away. It says right here, Turner alleged, uh, Turner's alleged financial records show that um, $675,030 in cash deposits from 2015 to 2021, with many checks coming from a New Jersey real estate executive, as well as a lighting designer 
uh, lighting designers, UK's based company, according to the docs. So he married a, he married a professional. It says right here, it, there she is as a Miss Connecticut. Uh, you guys can see this right here. There she is as a beauty pageant. She wasn't stealing from him. She wasn't stealing from him. Um, there it is right here. Uh, let me see here. It remains inconceivable to plaintiff that given his substantial earnings as a spine surgeon and his enormous generosity to the defendant, that the defendant continued to sell sex for money during the marriage, the complaint alleges. Somebody said this story is old. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ninja, you can't follow. Clear the earwax out. Clear the earwax out of your ear. I already told you five times of why I'm bringing it back up, but you can still watch. Your ass is going to still watch. Turner, who was crowned Miss Connecticut in 2011, allegedly conned Ken while the pair dated, telling the doc that she worked on an app supported by a wealthy investor. <laughs> Ninjas can't follow. I, I wonder why men, you wonder why men have problems because men don't listen. This is a new story for many people. So just sit your punk ass down. OK, sit your punk ass down. Adam and Eve story is old, but we keep telling it. You goof ass ninja. <laughs> OK. We keep telling the story about Samson Delilah, too, but your dumb ass. Anyway, so here's the deal. Listen to how she framed her employment. She said, I'm creating an app. That's how I work. Supported by a wealthy investor. <laughs> yep, Romeo and Juliet. Here he is right here. So she said she had a job. And he bought it, hook, line, and sinker. When Kim asked Turner how she was supporting herself while the app was still in development, she claimed she was living off a $500,000 inheritance from her great-grandmother. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So there you go. He bought it hook, line, and sinker, and everybody, okay. Women lie. Women lie. Stop believing women, especially attractive women. How many times do you got to say? So you guys don't understand that attractive women are the biggest deceivers out here. And then when you go to the plain Janes, they deceive too. Women lie. This is called manipulation. And if they got a big old gump, they're going to lie even more. If they find a guy with a big old bag, they're going to lie even more. Come on. Now, continuing. Actually, her savings and access to funds derived from her receipt of money in exchange for provision of sexual services. This is what he says. Turner allegedly covered up her secret sex work by telling her hubby she was going out with girlfriends and had to travel for work. Let's go back. Connect the dots. When Kiki Palmer's out in Las Vegas and he's at home with the kids and she's like, oh, I'm just going out with my girls. I'm just going to work. I have to do this for my job. You just don't understand. And the ninja pull her card and they call him controlling and insecure. This shit is why men get controlling and insecure. This is exactly why. Because now she's out here going, hey, I got to go to work. And she's out there doing this shit. Hey, I'm just going out with the girls. So when a woman uses that and they wonder why a dude goes they snaps and said, no, we ain't pulling that shit. Then they want to call them controlling and insecure. You see, even a woman doing deception 
can actually use the same excuse as your girlfriend going out for drinks when she's there to meet to the bouncer, when she's there to meet the DJ, when she's there to meet the bartender, when she's there to meet a specific person. And then you find out the hard way after uh, doing the paper trail and all of that. And, and, uh, and, and you find out the hard way after time, after you didn't invest it. And I think he did this investigation because she was trying to stick him for his paper. All right. Um, let me find out what he made. I think he made like millions of dollars a year. He made like millions of dollars a year. All right. And so he did his investigation only after the fact and all men pay. So she was trying to stick him for his paper and he was like, nah. And then he did some forensic accounting and then he found out she was being an uh, escort. It's crazy shit, right? Let's see if I can find his name. His income. What's his name? Han Joe Kim. <laughs> or, he shot, or Han. Shout out to Han Joe Kim. All right, let me see. Oh, what the hell did I do? Han Joe Kim. Pull this up. It says he made uh, $3 million a year. $3.2 million a year. 3.2 at the time. Somebody says uh, $5 million. All right. So he made $3 million a year in excess of $3 million a year. And it wasn't enough. She still ran out to these streets on three mil a year. You cannot put anything past a woman. Like she was like, why would I do that? Bro, this woman got a guy making three mil a year and she's still in these streets. In these streets? It still ain't enough. It still ain't enough. <laughs> Jesus. You guys got to start protecting yourself out here. Wear your cups. This is why we tell these stories. Y'all ninjas want me to tell you the story once and move on. No, we got to tell you the story over and over again till you get it. Curtis Lowe, shout out to you for the sponsorship. This is crazy. He says, rewind, gang. Shout out to my favorite African-American. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking Appreciate about? Appreciate you, brother. And here's the thing. This is what we do have to throw in here. Somebody actually just brought this up. And this is part of the story. Women enjoy sex. It's not enough that she can get money and stability. We probably already know. Dr. Han might not have been putting his back into it. He might not have been hitting that bottom. And there are women who just enjoy sex. There's plenty of stories of that. So just because she married you doesn't mean she's going to give up her sex life, especially if she doesn't have good sex life with you. So she's like, hey, he busy working all the time. I like sex. I'm a wife, but I like. And so she can actually do that with men that she knows the performance barrier can be met and she can still get paid. And she can have somebody hit that bottom. So remember, they're not at, they're not they're not robots. Women aren't robots. Women have uh, this is what happens when they open up promiscuity earlier in their lives. When they open up the junior college, they can't give it up. Plus, they can actually uh, uh, experience something that they want to experience, and they can be somewhat nervous about it. Right? Mm, this is I'm doing something that's taboo, and I'm married and I'm finessing this guy. That's excitement. We this is why we call them. Ages of chaos. So she found a guy who she couldn't control and manipulate. He's making his money. He has houses all over the Northeast. 
He got it stable. He don't need her to work. He says, just stay home and be pretty. She's like, that ain't enough. <laughs> right? That's not enough. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's not enough. Not enough. She's like, that's cool and all, but where are these ninjas with the money? Yo, it's crazy. Shout out to uh, my man, K Taylor in the building. He says, good fellowship. Shout out to K Taylor. Did I get Sheldon? I did. He gave me coach, coach support. Coach support. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ladies, if you're listening to me, I know you guys are watching me. Just being a good woman is not enough. And that this is why I don't distinguish between good or bad women. I often try to share you stories of so-called good women doing crazy shit, too. So you just can't say, well, I'm one of the good ones. You got to prove it. There's more to this than just running out here saying, you can trust me. I would never do that. Mm. You can never do that. Because you can do it at a moment's notice and be like, well, I didn't realize I would have done it. And all of a sudden I was at there and I was having drink and smoking dope. And all of a sudden he fell into my peace leave. And I really didn't know. I just got a weak moment. Trust me. Believe me. I'll never do it again. Never, never. No government name says, coach, I don't mean anything by this old story, but I'll sit my punk ass down anyway. Much love from Washington, brother. He said he didn't mean anything. And we already made it clear that it was a repeat story, but it ties everything together. All right, what do we got here? We got, um, let me see if I can say these names. Uh, Jamal says, my newly married friend told me that he took his time of three years to marry his wife because he wanted to make sure he didn't get divorced like I did and some of his other friends. What do you think? Well, time is time is good, but time does not predict if you will get divorced or not. There's people who waited five years. I shared a story. They waited five years and were divorced in two or three. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, they were cohabitating and having children for 11 years and they were divorced in three. So <laughs> time is fine. It gives you a chance to vet. But oftentimes you have to ask yourself, why would you marry a person if you were able to get this far without marrying them? Ultimately, you will find that these people get divorced quicker and faster than their previous arrangement was, which was girlfriend, boyfriend, and fiance. Yeah, she can play her role as long as she get that ring. All right, shout out to Age of Machine, the Spectrum. Wait a minute. Age of Machine says, love for women is control. Love for men is respect. I got that one already. Zoe Man says, coach, just now, this married flatback, suburban flatback came into my job and was hitting on me, touching on me in front of her grown son. I'm still in shock. If I did that, if I did what she did, she that you would be in jail right now for sure. Yeah, man, I, I experienced that in working in gyms for a long time. And, um, you know, my I have weak areas and I have strong areas. For me, my arms, my triceps, and particularly in my traps, and my shoulders were somewhat of my strong area, okay? And I overworked them to death. Now, in the gym setting, women would always, not always, when, some women will take it upon themselves to come up and touch me before asking. Here's the thing about this. This is a difficult conversation. This is where we create the difficulty, right? Because, because if in fact, if in fact women are hard to get, Men are supposed to enjoy women taking these um, 
taking these things, uh, doing these things to you. So if a woman comes up and touches a man and, and you say, why are you touching me? And you report her to the authorities. You go to the gym, said that woman touched me. You go on social media. I'm tired of these hoes touching me. Guess what would happen? They would say, why are you complaining? You should like it. You should take, you should take that as a sign of you got something they want. Now watch this. Yeah, be a man. Now, if I said the same thing to a woman, well, that guy touched you, you should like it. You should take that as a sign you got something that he wants. You should enjoy it. You should be happy he paid attention to you. You see this? In our world, we're supposed to acknowledge that women aren't supposed to just get raped and liked it. You know what I mean? Well, you should have liked it. You should have been lucky. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> Do you see the bull crap? You see the bull crap. So in our world, as guys, you're supposed to say, well, you're you have an attention deficit when it comes to women. You're lucky she paid attention to you. And you should like it. You must be gay. You must be a homo. Why would you complain? Now, society has continued to unravel because of this mindset alone. If a man goes into a gym and complains about all the women that are taking the dress code to the extent. Now, these girls with their titties out and these tight ass pants, this is too much. What's wrong with you? Are you gay? What's wrong with you? You should like it. Why are you complaining about it? You should like it that their ass is out. You should actually watch. Then dude started saying, okay, okay, I'll look at it. I'll look. Well, why are you looking at her? He looking at me too long over here. They record the man looking at them too long. Do you see how we go down this slippery slope? So now we go down a slippery slope of I should just not say nothing. But then when I'm at caught looking, I'm a creep. So this is where society has gone down the rails. This is where we are having much of the problem because we have these double standards that if a man complains, something's wrong with you. You shouldn't complain. If I just say, hey, man, please ask me to please ask me if you're going to touch me. Please ask me before so I can consent. What's, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with you? If we flip it to a woman and I went up and touched her anywhere on her arm, on her shoulder, and she says, please don't touch me unless I consent. Everybody would be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> this is why dudes don't win because we have a lot of guys that are the real simps out here. Men that think that any attention from a woman is good attention. Any attention from a woman is good attention. Oh, man, you should just take it. Take what you can get. <laughs> it's crazy. It's despicable. It's disgraceful. You lucky she even did that. She could have did it with another guy. Oh, man, you a lucky guy. So we have to start really like holding the line. It's not a fact that I don't like her touching me. Many times it's not the fact that, that she doesn't like touching me. She just wants to get something out of me touching her. And if she gets nothing from it because she's a whore nature and in her nature, she's naturally wants to transact people who touch her. She didn't give you permission to touch because she got nothing from it. You, on the other hand, are getting a validation and attention. And that's enough. Accept it. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, where are we at here? So anyway, I answered the time one here. Agent Machine says the spectrum, the lack of accountability by women and the lack of um, enforcement by religion, law, and society are why women are running wild. Even in monk mode, men aren't safe because of false allegations. Yeah. At all. 
at all. Shout out to Hodge. He says, went to school with this girl that became an Atlanta Falcons cheerleader. I found out how little they got paid and it made me wonder how they make a living. I then found out that they are side pieces to the players. A little well-known fact for sure. And they also have other jobs. But if you add up, the, you know, the reason why a woman would get incentive to this, uh, to doing something like that, it's not just them wanting to dance and cheer. There's another incentive. And if you don't believe this to be true, the Washington Redskins kind of blew the lid off of this, right? They blew the lid off of this. So not only do they have, and there actually was another movie that blew the lid off of this in terms of college and professional cheerleaders. Now, does this mean it's true of all? No. However, there are some college teams that have been used as escort services to rich donors at universities where the donations was coming through the athletic program through the cheerleading program. But these cheerleaders had to turn tricks to these donors. There's, there's been stories of that. There's also been a story of the Washington Redskins cheerleaders where they were, they were, they were used as an escort service, essentially uh, to rich men who um, were sponsors. That was a story that, that they actually avoided and they threw John Gruden under the bus. That actually was going on. And when they go do appearances and shit like that, they'll oftentimes pair them off. Hey, go see this guy right here. Go have dinner with this guy. All right. <laughs> and if you do a little bit, you know, keep a little bit for yourself. But everybody knows that this be going on, man. Everybody should know, but a lot of people are blinded to this. This is why I say it's odd when people call people tricks and Johns. And I'll be like, they're everywhere right in front of your face. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> When you use languages like flute in and booking information and do 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 by, and uh, when you use these things and you talk about cheerleaders and when you use these, why would a cheerleader not access the wealthy men in these VIP areas? They do it. Modeling, Instagram modeling, these are all forms of escorting. This is all <laughs> right. Now, does that all mean that all of them are doing it? No, but you guys blind yourself. Ignorant is bliss. Yeah, you blind yourself to this and be like, ah, it's only happening on Figueroa. No, because that's because you can see it on Figueroa. That's why That's why you can see it. It's only happening when these simps pay these girls rent. That's because you can see it. But what you can't see, yeah, Louisville basketball team, another example. And that has been going on for a long time. Uh, same thing is, um, and I'm just going to say allegedly, but when you see these couples pair up, there's a guy that does formerly Marvel. He's in a case. He's paired up with a woman who's a celebrity, and everybody's like, that's his girlfriend. Now, I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> she don't need his money. She got her own money. Probably not. <laughs> right? What movie were they in? in this recent time that you went to go see nothing. But the, the uh, Louisville basketball team who actually would bring their recruits in and bring escorts in in order to take care of the boys. So, you know, these things are, <laughs> these things are being done. We don't see it. We act like it ain't happening. But when you see some dude on Figueroa, you want to bust them. I'm just telling you, man, I just share stories of three women. That are in regular everyday lives. Oh, by the way, nurses, nurses, please. 
traveling nurses. And again, I'm not against this type of thing, but you know, you guys got to start start picking your battles. You guys got to start going. If it's bad over here, it got to be bad over here. If you say a woman's flown in and you don't call it, but you want to say somebody else is tricking, you, what is it? <laughs> what about marriages? What about girlfriends that only are with guys with money? What about vice versa? It's all right in front of your face. Shout out to Crypto Keeper. Says, I'm glad you were able to talk about permanent alimony being canceled. Is getting nutty out here, coach. He says, can't monkey branch at 60. Nope. 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 Mm. Nurses are super duper freaks. And the reason why they're the number one thought profession is because there's number one, there's a lot of women who are nurses. Number two, they work a non-traditional work schedule. All right. Anyone that works a non-traditional work schedule has more availability to be a freak. Right. So teachers work a non-traditional. They work early in the morning, off at 3 30. They're they they got time to do freaky shit. Nurses work 312s typically, which means they could be off on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but be working two or three of those days over there. They can supplement their income. They got time on their hands. So they're only working 36 hours, but there's three days, 12 hour shift. Okay. And because of the stress and the shit that they go through, they gotta they gotta go out and have fun. They gotta go out and have fun. They gotta be, I gotta, I gotta have fun. And then they go out, have fun. They be out there on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday out there, and they be like, hmm, I'll sell a couple of cheeks. I'll be a little bit freaky. They don't have corporate jobs. Like the, they're not a normie. Chicken mock, chicken mock. <laughs> so you guys gotta watch out. Nurses are super duper thotty thotties. And um, they're also, you know, stressful job. And also um, there's um, there's a, just a lot of women that are nurses. But you will find that nurse, I mean, if you see a woman, a nurse, they'll tell you that they be 304 out here. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Shout out to uh, Kaylin says, Coach, I remember the first time you were on FNF. And at that time, you had more subscribers than them. Then Pearlie and whatever podcast came after FNF, he says, you and Donovan were the ones that I, and others turn to first. You definitely deserve your flowers, sir. Yeah, people will have a hard time believing that because, you know, people don't know. But yeah, my first appearance on Fresh and Fit, I was at 100,000 subs and they were at 60. And I'm not putting them down, but I actually, that's kind of where things were. Where I came onto the show and they were like, damn, we got CGA on the show. Now it ain't, we don't have a relationship like that. We don't have a relationship like that. And sometimes these numbers can cause that where people be like, oh, I'm better than you because of these numbers. <laughs> right but yeah when i came on their show i had a hundred thousand and they had 60 and i was like oh you guys gonna be the i was like you guys gonna be the next big thing i was like keep at it you guys will keep at your job you're gonna do good <laughs> so um you know that's kind of how things work you know and a couple years can turn that but i'm i'm very happy for their success i'm happy for the people who have been successful at this and been able to turn this into uh, wealth and money and sponsorships and all of that. It's a great opportunity for them. So I'm never going to be salty. A lot of people are salty about me, uh, but I will tell them the one of the reasons why these people are become uh, bigger and better than us is because they learn from us and they actually brought something of value. They they literally. Fresh and Fit did something that I said I wasn't going to do. I don't follow trends. It's just been my big ass 
milk dud head on the screen. But what they did was they brought the girl effect in and they brought girls for the men to see. That took them to a new height. And everybody criticized them for doing it. Thus, that's what made them their, that's what gave them their rise in platform. So at the time when they did that, people were like, nah, don't bring the girls in. For better or for worse, they did it. And it has worked out for them and it got a mainstream success. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that their other stuff without the girls is not good, but their other stuff without the girls gets about the same views as I get. But when they have the girls there, they get double, triple, quadruple the views. And it makes sense. They were actually the ones who were willing to do it, invest in it, and they won doing it. The whatever podcast, I don't even know much about them, but I did go over to their channel. I was sharing some videos, but then I started seeing they had other Crimson Capsule guys on there, mostly the white guys. I'm going to say something about this. These white guys support the white guys. They never bring the brothers on. So this is why I stopped sharing whatever podcast stuff. So if you stop seeing me share certain things, I stopped sharing them because they bring guys on and then don't invite the other guys on. And I'm not saying it's racist, but that's what I see. All right. And I'm like, until they invite me on, I'm going to stop sharing their shit. All right. I'm not going to give them free pub. Them ninjas need to have the King of Kings on. And if they don't, they, they whatever to me. All right. They whatever to me. So I ain't going to listen to that shit. Until the Kings of Kings are, until the King of Kings is on your show, you don't get, you don't get no free advertisement for me. Period. And that's how I do it. So I don't give nobody free ads. Uh, but anyway, they be having all these goofy other PUA mother suckers on there, but they they somehow want to avoid me. But it is what it is. Ninjas want to have their Avenger shows in my city, but don't invite me. At that particular point, I cut you off. I won't do any collabs with you. I won't come to your show. You want to have shows in my neck of the woods and don't want to invite me? Well, cool. Then you don't get acknowledged by CGA, but it is what it is. <laughs> all right. That's the last time. So don't bring me back. Don't ask me to come back on. Don't ask me to collab with your homeboy. Don't do that. It is what it is. So it is what it is. But everybody know CGA is what it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Shout out to no government name as the he says that Connecticut story shows why men should do background checks and look at financials with anyone they're serious with. He says, I had an ex 10 years ago that said she has a side job cleaning a house. He says, I don't know, coach. Now I now that I think about it, um, I actually knew a woman. I knew a woman. Check this story out. I knew a woman that at the time when I was married, my wife started associating with this woman. Now, she associated with this woman through another woman. And both of these girls were like implanted fake lip fake hair extension white suburban girls one was like a mexican latina girl and one was like a white girl who was married to or actually had a baby with the russian guy who was supposedly tied to the russian mob but he was in prison so my wife at the time started associating with those girls and i was like stay away from them guess what happened <laughs> right guess what happened when i told my wife at the time to stay away from them guess what she did she hung out with them. So I was like, oh, shit. All right. I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. So I was like, she's hanging out with whores. So um, I knew, and that was at the tail end of my marriage. That was the last couple of months of my marriage when she started hanging out with them. 
Now, they weren't the reason why, but hang tight. Hang tight. What then happened was, as she was hanging out, the girl, the Mexican girl, who was, you know, in play, this is why I don't go crazy over attractive women. Because I kind of know what they be doing dirt. So the Mexican girl said she runs a um, a daycare, a nanny service. She runs a nanny service. And both of these women had kids. Trust me, both of these women had kids because their kids went to my kid's school. So the story goes like this. The woman had a nanny service for couples or for, for, um, for people who traveled. So the nanny services was ran in hotel rooms. Ninja, I heard that shit, man. So my, this is my then wife telling me that her nanny service specializes in people who travel and she goes to their hotels to be their nanny. Ninja, I was like, what? <laughs> so check this out. Check this out. It was like this. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. When I start selling pussy, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear nobody say shit. So I immediately said, hell no. I was like, I don't believe that. And so my then wife was like, what do you mean? I was like, bro, she an escort. I was like, she's an escort. There's no way in hell. I ain't never heard of no shit like that. Like, what? So she says the girl doesn't, she doesn't even do the nanny. She has nannies that work for her. Man, I was like, you mean she's a madam? I was like, okay, if she's sending girls to hotel rooms, it's not for nanny services. This girl's a madam. And she was looking at me like this here when I was telling her this. She was like, what that mean? She, did, she didn't get it. And I was like, man, either you are playing dumb or you don't get it. I was like, that girl is a running an escort service. Of course, some people don't get it right away. So I was like, stay away from them. Of course, then the other friend, they would, the other friend kind of exposed the other friend as an escort. So, um, but then I was like, the other friend, the other friend was like, um, her husband was in, or her husband or boyfriend or fiance was in prison, but they had a kid. And so they're telling me the story. Oh, he got caught up in this thing and whatever. And so the man is a Russian guy. The other girl is a blonde, blue head Kaylee with fake titties. All right, that, that they had a kid. I'm like, what is this clown shit? <laughs> so I literally would tell her, I'm like, man, you in with the wrong people. But nope, she wanted to hang out and she wanted to do all this shit. I was like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. Okay, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, man. I was like, what the hell am I got into, man? I was like, dude, you man, please open your eyes. This shit is as plain as day. But, you know, women are attracted like a moth to a flame. They're attracted to chaos. They can't be with normal people. They need to be with chaotic people and shit. I was like, these stories don't even add up. These stories don't. I'm like, how is she paying her rent? The girl didn't have a job. The woman who was with the Russian guy in prison, she had no job. He said she knew. Yeah, for real. But then when you call him out, just like um, just like uh, uh, Kiki Palmer's guy, 
when he calls out the bullshit, everybody like, no, nah, you just insecure. You don't know what you're talking about. Dude, guys, never be afraid to call the bullshit out because they are messing with your head more times than not. They know and they protect their friends more than they'll protect you as a mate, a boyfriend, a spouse. They'll set you up for the big old, uh, they'll set you up for the big old uh, uh, gump, double cross move well before you figure it out. Yep, they deflect, redirect, they call you insecure, you're this, you ain't mad, blah, 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 blah. And ladies, if you're listening to me and you say you never do this shit, just trust me. Women are doing this stuff to men. Men they're in boyfriend-girlfriend relationships with. Men they're, that are in marriages. Men are getting these things done to them. I'm just letting you know. Because you'd be like, well, I wouldn't do it. This is why men want proof. This is why they want prenups. This is why they not getting married. Because trust me, you might not acknowledge that men are getting this done, but men are getting this done to them. And then y'all want to run out here, well, just because they did it. No, 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 no. Okay, ladies. Just because a man was a, a verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, controlling, insecure, a domestic violation guy, a deadbeat daddy, do you hold that to other men? Do you hold that against other men? Because I'm damn for sure, um, sure, you hold that against other men. Your past experiences, you make sure the next guy doesn't do it and you let them know. You let them know, well, my last guy, so don't do this. So you... Very clear, let the other guy know what not to do. Why don't we do the same thing? Well, that's different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> they always want me to embrace their past traumas, but then when men are past traumatized, well, I wouldn't do it, though. I wouldn't do it. And you can't use your past experience to talk about why my future. No. No. They, they want it both ways. And then guess what inevitably happens? You say, well, okay, like Eddie Murphy. Okay, I won't hold it against you. And then they proceed to do the exact same thing and then claim that it's different. Oh, I didn't do the same thing that you actually, what I did was different though. Big ass children, big ass children. Disgraceful. Rational rationality can confirm today is Chattanooga. Today in Chattanooga, uh, for work this week, he says we eating in a cougar set by me outside bar and said she was a traveling ER nurse and RN at that. He says, gave me the number, will clap cheeks. Yeah. RNs are your biggest target. RNs are the easiest piece of ass out here. Any type of nurse, medical assistants, anybody working in any of these jobs where they dress up in scrubs, easiest targets. Easiest targets. Traveling nurses, easy targets. They leave all they snail trail behind everywhere they go. Everywhere they go, snail trail everywhere. You can follow them around. Nurses are the easiest sex going. All right, shout out to my brother here with the sponsorship. I'm all right, Savagely Hustling says, here's your flowers, coach, for retiring Hafiz. He says, for all of you Dr. Umar ninjas, there is no God in marriage. Hit the Undertaker bell on them. The coach is undefeated. Taking people down. Indeed. No God in marriage. And it still is going to exist to this day. I think he's going to pivot into some other type of content and all of that. But it is what it is. Shout out to GS Inc. Says, you're the Colin Cowherd of the Manosphere One Man Show. 
He did have that other Christine Leahy for a while. But yeah, man, I do the one-man show. Um, I didn't hop on any trends. My show now does reaction videos, but I hadn't hopped on the reaction video bandwagon. I didn't hop on the get girls on your show bandwagon. I didn't hop on the take calls from girls bandwagon. Right? Those were a lot of things that some of the top control creators did. And I said, I'm going to just be CGA. I know numbers are going to be better if I hop on it. But I said, if you do that, your audience might not be as an authentic as you want. And some of these guys have audiences, but they're not red pill, right? They're not the authentic audience. Some of these guys are simps. And as evidence that has been pointed out, a lot of these guys just hate women and they jump on the show, talk shit about women in their, in the chat, but then sponsor they ass on, they sponsor they ass on OnlyFans. Now, listen, <laughs> like wow like i would listen i'm not taking a shot at those content creators specifically but your audience is out of control right your audience uh same thing with andrew tate uh uh he's a good guy i like what he does in terms of a lot of things that he says however his audience is made up of hope strategists junior high school ninjas simps high school ninjas 10th graders sophomores overwhelmingly now he has an audience that invests in him the top one percent and they get great value from him but he got mostly simps and want to be pimps following him and incels and shit it did it, it just you know what i mean so think about that it isn't a criticism of the content creator but it's kind of like what you invite you open that up okay you open that up uh kevin samuels tend to have more black women following him where my audience I have some black women following me, but I know I have white and Latina women and Asian women that follow me too because they reach out to me. And what tended to happen was as much as he talked about black women and invited them into the show, they began to attack him because they said he was specifically targeting them. Now, it ended up being kind of like a reverse effect. It's kind of like the audience you build ends up to being the audience that turns on you if you don't keep it. Keep it with keep it. You know, it is what it is. No hate, no hate, no hate. But, you know, if you attract audiences based on short form content and wonder why you can't live stream and build an audience, the proof is in the pudding. So um, a lot of guys are doing reaction videos, short, small, short videos. But if you hopped on live, Ninja ain't nobody going to watch. You don't have to hop on live. But if you watch my show and wonder why, CGA has a better live audience than you and you got more numbers. There it is. <laughs> it's what it is. It is what it is. But I just say, just me, my big ass, ugly head, my gray beard. It's just me. It's a one man show. And that's probably where it will stay. Not only that, it's the best show and entertainment here on YouTube. It's the best information. And I got it set and outlined and organized for you, for you and your viewing pleasures. And it's tightly packed. All right. And it's tightly packed. He says they some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But shout out to the coach gang. I appreciate y'all for staying here this long. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. I got to go take care of Nova. She's got a little bit of a stomach bug. And she's shitting everywhere. So it has been some crazy ass mornings for me. Cleaning up shit. 
So not only do I got to clean up everybody else's shit, I got to clean up my dog shit too. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out and enjoy some barbecue out there. And Kaylee, peace. I'm just trying.